welcome to Booked Spectacular for 2017. I'm Rob Olson. <laughs> Rob, you sound like you're you're phoning this in from the back of a closet. <laughs> I am. I'm 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 hogtied. <laughs> Do not adjust your um, screens. Uh, <laughs> we are going to be having our booked costume reveal um, starting here very shortly. At any rate, this is the Spooktacular. It's our, my favorite episode of the year. Uh, and this year we have special guests. We will announce them, but I know everybody's dying to see what uh, what the costumes are. So I think we're going to start with um, uh, with the reveal of <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Rob, can you talk for a second so people could just see your... Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Hi, everyone. This is not Rob's costume, but uh, I, I get the feeling this might be a little more impressive. This is the post-it note that's hiding his camera. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, I, sorry, I, I heard a little bit of feedback. I heard myself talking there. That's okay. Yeah. Um, that's it. So, I guess we're going to do this. So, we're going to do this. Rob is going to reveal his costume, then I'll reveal mine, then we'll have our guests reveal theirs, and we'll get into talking about some uh, Halloween-related stuff. So, Rob, whenever you're ready. All right, I'm going to preface this by saying that I put a lot more uh, uh, time and attention into the the little sticky note that's blocking my camera um, than into the costume that is currently blocking my voice from reaching the... And everybody fucking knows already, so I'm just going to do it. Here we are. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Nice work. You went out and bought a cape. (laughs) Unless you already had the cape from some other. No, this was like. (laughs) Yeah, he bought the red t shirt. Yeah. (laughs) This is months of planning because this is an inside out t shirt from the uh, Tweeds Cafe uh, in. where Twin Peaks was recorded, you can kind of see like the Rob. Would you like to explain who you are in this uh, in this costume? Oh man, see, that's the sad thing. Um, I was about to scratch my nose. I can't. <laughs> this this and actually, like I'm the Red Devil from Scream Queens, uh, who was like the killer. That's the, the but like, and this is an authentic. Cape. This was a nine ninety nine cape at the Halloween store that popped up across the street from my apartment. But uh, yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing the red. I'm I'm dressed as the Red Devil with a <laughs> and beard a and handsome, glasses. A handsome one you are at that, my friend. I don't even have a knife in front of me. I have nothing to kill anybody with, so I'm like the worst, <laughs> worst Red Devil. Um, that's that's uh that's okay. I oh wait wait. You got the cord on your microphone. Hold on. Nice. Dude, why do you just have what, what? I don't even know what to say right now. Why do you just have a butterfly knife hanging out around your desk? Uh, uh, to be a to be completely transparent, typically it's my letter opener, or like when I get a package in the mail, like I'll open the tape with this. I think but, once you successfully made it out of the '80s alive, they just gave you a complimentary butterfly knife like congratulations <laughs> has anybody been able to verify that this is actually playing on youtube just out of curiosity yes that was the Beautiful. feedback thank you because i can't um I, I can't seem to get it on mine but i will trust that misty's youtube is just faster getting stuff than mine so. <laughs> um i'm gonna go ahead and go next before we go to our uh to our um guests so i um i I don't know i'm not going to explain this i guess until after i reveal the costume i think you guys are going to get this costume right away though i'm pretty sure it's dr you guys will understand (laughs) exactly (laughs) that i decided to go as my favorite as my favorite podcaster (laughs) 
Oh, nice iPhone. Wow. You like that? It's the new one. It's the new one. It's the this iPhone triple X. That is incredible. I love it. So that's uh that's why I decided to go. I gotta tell you, I don't know how somebody lives with one of these things on their face all the time. Oh wait, 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 wait. Huh? Huh? Wait, hold on. Oh, I can't see that. Can't see Everybody be quiet because I can't see Livius. All right, here we go. Do you guys see it? So, uh, oh, and then, and then, of course. Yeah. So, yep. So, uh, my costume is complete. I wore this all day today to get into character. <laughs> I just want you guys to know. I've been wearing this since 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, got me a few weird looks in public. So, um, uh, a volunteer to go next, Jesse Misty. I'll go. All right, here we go with Jesse. All right. I'm not really clear what just happened here. Um, who, who are you exactly? I'm my bestie, Rob. <laughs> nice. I like the beard. That's a good beard you've got going there, buddy. That is a great Special beard. Earth Day Apple t-shirt. Good nice. Job. Very, very nice, Jesse. I like this costume. I like the both oh, of us all thought exactly alike on this. So, uh, I know. Nice glasses. Uh, Rob, do you have... Thank you. Rob, do you have any, any comments on the costumes you've seen? I'm really looking forward to seeing Missy's costume. <laughs> I, I guess that's my cue. Yeah. And uh, here we go. Let's see what Misty's got going on. Really? <laughs> so, get the fuck out of here. What the hell? I'm the only one not dressed like me. I will say I I did not think about doing a beard. I decided I wanted to be like a female Rob. What a fucking nightmare. God damn it, really. Uh, there it is. There's slutty Rob. No, I'm slutty Rob. So, uh... Well, there oh, you go. Jesus Look Christ. at this. What, Rob, what do you think the chances are that all three of us, all three of us, went ahead and dressed as you? I mean, that's... There's a fucking setup. I might have to time travel back to junior high, Rob. This thing is just annoying the piss out of me. <laughs> yeah, these costumes aren't lasting long because my face is pouring. <laughs> you can't hear me. I can't drink my beer. <laughs> Dude, I, I had a straw in mine and I lost it because the can's too big. <laughs> wow. Uh, everybody take a minute and take off the most uncomfortable part of your costume. It, <laughs> if it's okay, I am going to take the glasses off because, um, yeah, I feel like they reflect everything. It didn't work out the way I thought it was going to. Oh, you still have your tag on. <sighs> All right, Rob I'm put up away the for sticky, a net, sticky note. <laughs> I don't. Uh... I don't know if Rob quite understands how hard it is to search the internet for hat like Rob wears <laughs> and find the right thing. I am so impressed by the beards. Oh, yeah. This one, this one came down, I swear to like here, I, I butchered it just a few minutes ago. I mean, I just can't see. I mean, it was like this long. <laughs> I, I really, really wish. Oh, Jesse, I think you might have residual beard. All right. Let me go take care of that. All right. 
while Jesse goes on to take care of his residual beard. Here's what we have in store for you this evening. Um, we, all four of us, uh, read the short story, Bubba Hotep, by Joe Lansdale. We're going to talk about it. Um, probably just in conjunction with talking about the movie Bubba Hotep, which I believe we all watched. And uh, we're going to talk about some haunted places around the world, which is uh, really exciting. I have... I have something that I want to bring to the and to you guys and to the listeners, but I think I have the equivalent of a scientific breakthrough that I discovered weeks ago, um, but I have not shared with the general public yet. So I think that I actually, I don't know how much I want to say about this right now. I, I'm going to tease it. I think I have evidence of time travel in my possession. And I've been sitting on it for weeks just for this video episode. So uh, we're going to cover that. I think we're going to have a Rob versus Misty um, Bubba Hotep quiz off. Uh, mostly just at how uncomfortable Misty seemed when I mentioned it before we got on the air. Uh, and then we'll have some general conversation, and I'm sure let, like two hours from now uh, we'll, we'll be done. So <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you happen to be listening on the actual book podcast feed, that is the worst place to take any of this in because you will have missed Rob's amazing post-it note. Aww. Rob's amazing costume. And then our tribute, collective tribute to Rob. Uh, where we all dressed just like <laughs> Mr. Olsen. So, uh, did you guys, was it really planned? Or did you, there's no yeah, way this was a fucking like, accident. Damn it, Livius. <laughs> it was planned. It's been, it's been in the works for um, two months now. Oh, yeah. I think it, since the last call. Like, yeah. I mean, since the last podcast for uh, 4th of July. Yep. And how, uh, here's my, here, I guess, how, how much were you counting on me not having a costume so we all looked like me? <laughs> no, we thought, no, we all <laughs> I mean, that's kind of. <laughs> all right. Because there was like, and I want to tell you that I was this close to not having a costume. And do you want to know what my backup plan was if the, if the cape didn't come up, come through? I was going to dress is? like, well, that see, that would have been smart. But uh, I didn't think like that. I was going to dress like me, and my costume was going to be other podcasters because they don't <laughs> fucking prepare. Yikes. I like it. In order for him to be me, it would have been too expensive. He would have had to go out and get a smoke machine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would have given him top top marks if that's what he would have done. So I'm going to call the winner of this uh, this whole uh, this whole thing uh, Rob's post-it note. Best costumes. <laughs> Do you guys want to have another look? Yeah. I loved it. It actually Make... says spooktacular underneath my little little drawing there. Artist. True artist. Love Love. Should we do like a giveaway for that post-it note? Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want that post-it note, just uh email oh, it. Oh no. Don't don't give it away. Sell it on eBay. There you go. All right, so guys. Nice. Bubba so Hotep. Um so I think we, so I guess we should establish this on the air. Um, everybody except for Misty had previously seen Bubba Hotep. Is that correct? Yes. All right, Misty. Um, why, why, why? What took you so long? I typically don't watch a lot of B horror. I just don't like, I haven't liked the funny horror in the past. I like serious, like French <laughs> the terrifying French horror, <laughs> like martyrs. Mm-hmm. I know. Visceral. She's too good for Bubba Hotep, is what I'm hearing. But I did watch. Is it? Um, what are the other Bruce Campbell movies? Like Living Dead. The Evil Dead movies. Evil Dead. Evil Dead. I watched two of those last year for the first time, and they were funny. Nice. But I still, I never would go 
like look at them on my own. <laughs> so for Christmas, we're going to do the entire, entire <laughs> Evil Dead quadrilogy, the first three and then the remake, I think, right? Is that the one I'm hearing? Um, and so then, Rob, you said you've seen this once or twice previously? Yeah, I actually own um, somewhere the DVD. Um, but I don't have anything in my house to put it into. So I had to find a digital, <laughs> digital, digital way to watch the movie. But yeah, um, I, 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 I was honestly drawn to the movie because I was a big fan of the Evil Dead movies. So I was a fan of Bruce Campbell. And then Bubba Hotep sounded like some, some fun. So that's why I watched it. Right on. And then Jesse, I can only imagine that you've seen it a dozen times. Is that accurate? Half a dozen or so, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm with you on that. So uh, uh, let's get into it. I'm going to give you, I left my Kindle somewhere. I, I don't know if that's in my car or in the other room. So uh, I'm going to read to you from the IMDb page, uh, the synopsis in the event that you are not familiar with this movie. Elvis, yes, that Elvis, and JFK, both alive and in a nursing home, fight for the souls of their fellow residents as they battle an ancient Egyptian mummy. I think that if you haven't seen Bubba Hotep, and if that right there doesn't inspire you to go and immediately see it, like I, I think maybe this is the wrong podcast for you. Like that's how strong <laughs> I feel about about how that synopsis well, alone. Is, long time uh, listener Misty Bennett is now done. Yeah, oh, Misty, <laughs> come on! I can't. Uh, I, we're going to talk about this. It, it, all right, we're, we're all going to we're going to have to talk about this. So. Um, yeah, just what it says. Bruce Campbell plays uh, a, a, a very retired Elvis, um, but he is not Elvis. He has changed uh, at some point 20 plus years ago, changed places with an Elvis impersonator to kind of get away from all the limelight and stuff. And then he uh, fell off the stage, broke his hip, was in a coma for a long time, um, came out of it. And now he is uh, residing in a, a terrible, terrible retirement home in East Texas. And that retirement home uh, recently has had a rash of deaths above and beyond what they uh, what they normally do. Oh, are we doing this like review style where we kind of just oh, like... I, I don't know. I kind of thought that <laughs> I, mean, I could All just right. talk about the whole movie. I could do that too. <laughs> um, but can I before I before I add to this? It is horrifying to see me without a beard. <laughs> You don't. You don't want to try this. No, I didn't. No. Well, a. No, I don't. B. I meant like the two dudes because you're girl, Rob. So of course you would not have a beard. He finds that super appealing. He's like, yeah. man, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Misty opened up a door inside me I never knew I had. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, dude. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, talking about wait first are we talking about the movie or the 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 story um i think we could i mean they they follow along so closely that i was gonna I, say I, yeah I, I think that we can treat them as one creature and then maybe at the end if we want to talk about some of the things that were added in the movie yeah okay um i mean i, I don't know how deep we have to go into this fucking elvis um elvis it turns into the detective of the story more or less and he has him his sidekick is black jfk Right. And Rossi yeah, so uh, Davis in, yeah. in what I believe was one of the last uh, movies he was in before he died, too. I don't think he did a lot more after that. It's good. Plays, uh, plays JFK, who uh, 
was not assassinated or, or was it was an attempted assassination and uh, he was still alive but the government decided to replace him and for reasons unbeknownst to us um, replaced <laughs> his brain with a bag of sand and dyed him black him in a nursing home probably best line in the in the story and movie is i'm thinking with sand <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah they decide to take on uh, an, an egyptian mummy that sucks the souls out of the uh, out of the elderly people in the in the retirement home or i'm sorry in the it's a retirement home what do you call that um like it's an like other a, care facility yeah. retirement home sounds much nicer than, than what, what that place is yeah um and uh it is, I, I think, both riot, riotously funny, but very sad and touching in ways, too, that you wouldn't yeah. expect it to be from, from that synopsis. So I'm going to start right at the beginning. One of my favorite parts is that first 15 minutes or so where um, Elvis has a roommate and the roommate actually dies. Um, Elvis sees him kind of pass on in, in the night and stuff. And then he has this interaction with uh, the daughter of this man who never once came to see him in like the four or five years that he was there, um, just shows up, goes through his, basically through his belongings for anything valuable and then, uh, and then cuts out. But uh, Elvis challenges her on that. And, and it's, uh, I think that although every, a lot of the parts that they did were meant to be, or were funny when they were showing a lot of the residents of the retirement home, um, were also really sad. And I think uh, really on point. Um, I, I had the opportunity to be in one of those facilities a couple of times in my life, and it is one of the saddest places you can ever go. Yep. Well, uh, I think I'm going to put this knife to use. <laughs> 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 but let's, all right, all right. So to contrast the sadness is the perviness, right? Like, <laughs> Elvis is constantly talking about his dick and uh, something on it, and thinking of. And there's a lot of talk about poop. It's 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 uh it's it's an in your face kind of, and even like when the souls, when the when the mummies trying to get the souls, he's he's getting them through. He can do any orifice, but like his <laughs> modus operandi in the book is through the butthole, which I mean it's it's pretty crass. It's pretty crude. My um, favorite line. My favorite line is when JFK is saying that he was trying to put his mouth on my asshole. Elvis <laughs> <laughs> just says a shit eater. Like that's it. It's two words with a question mark after. Like he knows all about these things. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> you guys can totally chime in. It's not just Livius and I. I kind of feel I like that preoccupation is probably. I mean, it's understandable if you have a thing on. If you've got something on your dick, you're you're probably going to be like. You're just gonna worry about that incessantly, and like you're gonna be, you're gonna be fixated. Almost, almost right now. She, she's like, I've never once worried about that in my life. I don't know what. The no, deal and is. I, I don't think I would be preoccupied if I had something on my lady area either. No. Oh. Like I will say, it's a very um, male motivated movie and book i mean there's nothing really for a female audience um <laughs> it's very much about penis lots of penis See, i was I surprised didn't... we didn't get to look at the penis in the movie with as I much as he talked about like that's why it's classy. It being 
it being <laughs> cleaned and then him jerking himself off and whatever else. Yeah, it was a lot of penis. So, all right, this is this is how desensitized I am again. <laughs> this comes up on the podcast. I didn't think there was that much penis in the movie. <laughs> It's not as much in the movie because they can't. The only time he can reference it, reference it, is in his little mind or mm-hmm. like by looking down. So That's they don't. But he does talk about that boil or whatever it is on it in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably every ten pages, or it's not even that long. But yeah, it's like <laughs> every page. <clears throat> every page so uh story-wise i don't think we can say anything else (laughs) i'd like to talk a little bit about it as an adaptation of a story though um in the foreword that i read in this particular version i'm almost positive i first read this as part of a collection this time i bought it on the kindle as a kindle single it wasn't a collection yep yeah the first time i read it writer of the purple ridge (sighs) and uh lansdale says that you know you know he's he's super you know happy about the uh about the book and, and or the movie and how it turned out, but they still like the short story better. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put them on even keel. Um, I like them equally. Now, I did see the movie before I read the short story, so that may be a little bit of the, the issue there. Give a little little preference to the story. It was it was a great adaptation. It was very well done, and I know there was stuff in there that wasn't in the story to flesh it out and make it movie length, but, I mean, like the one insect part, in particular, yeah, it, it did its job in the movie to like give him growth or a character arc, but I just preferred it not being in the the overall thing. Which in the short story, it wasn't in there. Misty, thoughts on short story versus film? I think I like the I think I like the movie a little bit more, but Bruce Campbell, his delivery is. Uh, is better than what I had in my head. So it made me laugh more than the book did. <laughs> Rob, your thoughts? Um, I actually wanna, I wanna kinda, uh, what's the word I'm like, reinforce Missy's point about the the, he- the big, the penis heavy um, kind of focus. Um, and I was actually a little, supr- well, in, in this in this viewing cycle, I was much more aware of the penis thing because I had read the story as well. Um, but I was a little, uh, even though I knew the way the story ended, I was a little surprised that, that uh, Lansdale hadn't somehow worked the penis into like the, the resolution of the story. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? As if like yes. something about the penis like the boil, uh, like magically disappeared or something de- or defeats ha- is, is, is crucial to defeating the mummy. I agree. Like, like that's how s- central. At one point, it even says that he, you know, he was gonna have it, you know, sit in a chair next to him with like a pillow, so it can like have a place to rest. Like he made it a very important focal point of the story. Yeah. Um, to go nowhere, it was a plot that went nowhere. Um, between the two, I still I think I prefer the the film to the to the story um and it's just because i think that the film was a lot able to flesh it out (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah yeah there you go yeah so that's that Uh. (laughs) all right 
Um, we actually have one viewer right now. I think that might be me, though. I checked it on my. On the- <laughs> I was. I was going to ask Livius because we hadn't discussed this, but uh, are we taking questions? Yeah, like, are absolutely. We, is someone monitoring the comments? I have. I have the group chat up, which is where I believe that will that will show up. Livius, ask a question. One oh. viewer. This is this is how we've fallen. <laughs> is it because it's a Saturday? It's because people tuned in and saw three Robs on the screen. They're like, hmm, I'm out. What this shit? Uh, they're like, my my reproductive organs can't handle this. Aww. We're too prepared for them. They're used to those other podcasts. Well, all right. Uh, before we get into the hotel. I don't know how much time you guys want to spend on wrap-ups. Um, I'm going to start, and I definitely want to give this book and movie some stars because I think it uh, it very much merits it. Um, I remember seeing this and not knowing what it was. I'm pretty sure I rented it from a blockbuster video or something just based on the cover and then on the, the information on the, the spy on the back or, or whatever, the synopsis, and thought this is a batshit crazy synopsis. How can I not see this movie? I was thinking about this um, not that long ago. I mean, before we talked about doing it on the podcast, maybe about a year ago, something came into my head about this. And I thought that it is the straight definition of bizarro. Um, you know, so I don't know how this gets classified. Probably horror, oddly enough. But definitely, I think it's a bizarro story. And I think it's one that's well worth telling. I went a little rob on this one towards the end. I got a little a little teary-eyed. Um, and I knew what was going to happen because I've seen the movie like three times. I've read the book or the short story twice now and then watched the movie again and still was affected by it. So uh, I think that the fact they got a very serious actor like Ossie Davis to play this ridiculous role of a, of a black JFK that's in a retirement home that has to fight a soul-sucking uh, mummy is just brilliant. I think the we didn't talk about it, but the hieroglyphs towards the end amazing just goddamn amazing yeah every single thing about this uh this short story in this movie are goddamn pure magic and it's five five plus stars i don't even know we can go higher than that but wow wow this is one of my favorite things misty it it has been for years and years love it i am so sorry (laughs) so we're gonna go to misty for her thoughts (laughs) Uh, I wasn't even ready to review because we did not review. What was that horrible movie that we watched? Southland Tales. You mean the great movie that we watched? The amazing movie. We did a wrap up for that, right? Anyway, Uh, yeah, we did. We totally did. did? Yeah. I must have given it negative stars. I already forgot. I blocked it out. Um, Actually, okay. Uh So to piggyback on some of what Livia said, uh, this past week has been. a bit emotional for me. Um, my grandmother is not doing well. So I've been in a hospital a lot with my 82 year old grandmother, who's um, obviously not walking around as well as she used to. But um, so being in a nursing home atmosphere, the setting of the story really kind of was um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was, a little close to home. Appropriate and close to home. Yeah. Anyway, so some of the stuff, like, you know, when the girl bends over in front of his face and shows her panties and he's like, he has been reduced so much as a male that it's not on purpose. It's not, uh, and she doesn't care if it was by accident because he is not even like, it's, he's completely emasculated just by being old and what it can mean. So there are some very serious 
um, undertones of the story, which is so freaking silly, um, which I think is kind of cool. Um, also, the movie in particular did make me laugh several times. I don't think I laugh very much in the book, um, but um, like I said, Bruce Campbell and Ossie Davis, he was amazing. He has some, some great expressions. So I didn't love, love it because it's just not my thing, but for it not being my thing, I'll give it three and a half. If this wasn't live, I'd edit all of that out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, give us your thoughts. Um, I love both of them. I saw the movie when it came out in the theater because I, I mean, I'd been a fan of Lansdale for years, so I knew what was coming and had read the story already. And it's such a great story. Um, I did have notes somewhere, but I don't know what I did with them. <clears throat> um, one of the first things I wrote down while reading it was, okay, yeah, it's, it's kind of gross. It's, you know, it's like penis obsessed, but that's a fantastic way to kick off a story. Like, that first sentence, <laughs> you kind of want to keep reading and seeing what the hell that's all about. And the other thing that I really like about it was, I don't know if plausible is the right word, but it's possible. The whole thing is very, very possible. And that makes it that much better. The mummy? No, the Elvis, Elvis. wanting okay. to escape his, to realizing he's spirally out of control and not wanting to die from the drugs and the this and that and thinking of a clever way out of it. That Jesse, is totally possible. Jesse, we totally want you on our conspiracy theory episode. You are now, you are now locked in for episode conspiracy theory. <sighs> Jesse, would you like to give it um, a few stars? I am going to give each of them four and three quarters. Legit. Legit. Wow, us out of this so we can go on to the quiz. Oh, you're gonna quiz us. All right. Um I <laughs> I saw the movie before and I liked it when I watched it when I watched it the original time. Um enough to to buy the DVD, which I was looking for a minute ago and I can't find it otherwise that was gonna hold it up as proof. Although earlier when I was looking for it, I did find my DVD copy of Southland Tales, Misty, and I was very excited about that. Um so Anyway, uh, I thought it was an entertaining movie. I, I didn't look at it as as being uh, a place where you could find like deep um, value. Uh, it, it was a goofy story about um, Elvis teaming up with a black JFK to defeat a mummy in an, in, in a rest home, and, and and that's really how I look at it. And um, you can you can see like the poignancy of of someone trying to escape their rock and roll lifestyle or 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 like misty was mentioning like how just um marginalized you feel uh those those are real and and i think those were very intentional in the story but at the end of the day guy i mean elvis dick obsessed elvis is fighting as a, <laughs> a, a mummy and and so it's entertain it's pure entertainment um it is not horror <laughs> it is not <laughs> It doesn't even like dip a toe in the horror pool. It's just, it's just entertainment. Um, but that being said, I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, and I will give a same rating for for story and movie three and a half stars. Love it. <laughs> it's good. It's not like a masterpiece. Exactly. No, I totally agree. 
that part, guys, the part where they walk out in the hallway in full on in full on costume is just Oh, it's ugh. precious. No, I loved it. Oh, I, I thought All right. <laughs> the slow walk, the little Elvis and his entourage reservoir oh, dogs that was walk. Wonderful. Yes. That was great. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I'm going to have the two people. All who right. Gave no, it. no, no. But before before we move on, you just, Jesse just reminded me of a part of the movie that I was like, fuck this. And it's the goddamn pie. Because. <laughs> oh, him eating so, the blueberry pie? Yeah, because it was such an obvious plot contrivance because he's like so obviously eating the pie. And then when they make the switch, the way you know that they actually switched is he's wiping the pie off his mouth. And it's like, fuck you, movie person. Oh, I thought it was cute. I thought it was insulting. <laughs> you thought that part was insulting? That's the thing. I Missy, I live with my dick. Dicks are a big part of life. It's never going to be insulting. By the to me. way, I want to bookmark the fact that Jesse found that opening a reason to continue. <laughs> All I'm saying is if you had a, a well said. I, it is very penis centric, but I guarantee, Misty, if you had a boil like that on your area, you would think about it constantly. Well, you'd, you'd probably be, do something. About you'd be it, worried so you'd about it. Be fair. <laughs> no one wants boils on their junk. I'm in agreement with that. No one ah. wants boils on their junk. That's what we should have called this episode. No one wants boils on their junk. Hashtag no just... one wants boils on their junk. I guess I I just don't feel like it would be a constant runner in my inner narrative. <laughs> here's uh, here's what we're going to move to. I think the two people that only gave this masterpiece three and a half stars are going to have that <laughs> off in the form of a Bubba Hotep quiz. Um, I'm hoping there's nothing spoilery in these questions. These are not my questions. These are questions I found on a website. Um, Jesse, What's the link? Kindly? <laughs> I think the movie's old enough where we can spoil it. Yeah. Jesse, yeah. would you kindly keep um, a score? Uh, the way this is going to work is there are ten questions. They are multiple choice. Great. So um, you will uh, you will hear the answer. You will just have to tell me which one it is. We'll go back and forth, and we will award a winner or perhaps a tie, and maybe we'll have a tiebreaker or something at the end if there's a tie. So uh, are you ready? So I have a question. Are you going to do every other, or are we each yes. going to have a chance to answer each? No, every other. All right. All right, every other. All right, so uh, let me get my uh, browser tab open because I have this open already. Uh, and we are going to start with Misty. Great. Misty, who plays the character of Elvis? Bruce Campbell, Johnny Depp, Ozzie Davis, or Kevin Costner? Bruce Campbell. All right, Misty gets one point. Winning! You know, you know Jesse's writing it down. He's not doing it digitally. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why, that's why I called on him, because I knew he had pen and paper in front of him. That's cute. Rob, what is JFK's brain replaced with in the movie? Sterno, molasses, sand, or rocks? Sand. And that is a one-to-one. -one. That is correct, Rob. Sand is the correct answer. Misty, you're getting tougher. Ready. What is the name of the individual Elvis switches places with? Martin Coleslaw, Jack Cagney, <laughs> Sebastian Half, or Melvin Wilson? Sebastian Half. All right, and that's another uh, that's another right answer for Misty. Rob, which creature is initially seen terrorizing Elvis? A giant ant, a housefly, a hornet, or a scarab beetle? <laughs> wow. Really? This is a really <laughs> tough quiz. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is like that. Um, this reminds me. <laughs> this reminds me of that like naturalization quiz that I that I made you guys do on the Fourth of July. Uh, yeah. It's a scarab beetle. Rob is correct, although he was stalling a little bit. I think he might have been googling the answer. I was <laughs> a long time for him to come up with that. Who does JFK, Misty? Who does JFK initially suspect the mummy is? J. Edgar Hoover, Richard Nixon, Bobby Kennedy, or Lyndon Johnson? Lyndon Johnson. Another correct answer. God damn it, you guys that was are a good. good <laughs> Rob, where do JFK and Elvis find the Egyptian, Egyptian, sorry, hieroglyphics? On the wall of the bathroom stall, in Elvis's room, in the equipment shed, or in JFK's room? Bathroom stall. I'm just trying to move this along now. I'm not going right. to be funny. Shitter wall. On the shitter wall, correct. <laughs> uh, Misty, how does Elvis lose the contract he has with the impersonator he switched lives with? A dog ate it, accidentally used it as toilet paper. Barbecue incident. Barbecue accident. <laughs> 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 moving along. Rob, what is the name of the rest home JFK and Elvis are residing in? Oh, shit. Shady Rest? Shady Rest. <laughs> All right. I thought I thought Dang, that one went very well. I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. Misty, this one's a yes or no. Oh shit. <laughs> Does Elvis use his karate skills in this movie? Yes or no? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. That was also one of my favorites. Yep. That was fantastic stuff. Uh, and then uh, number 10, the final question. Uh, I think Rob's going to get this. What does Bubba Hotep seek at the rest home? Souls? Money? Brains? Or revenge. I have the power to throw this right now and give the win to Misty if I want to. Or I can force Livius to figure out a tiebreaker. <laughs> uh, souls. You son of a Well, bitch. yeah. So I was kind of hoping that uh, that one of you would screw up and we wouldn't have to go to a tiebreaker question. Um, Where's that tiebreaker, bitch? <sighs> Can't we both win? <laughs> no. so we'll try one tiebreaker. directed Bubble sure. Hotel? I'm pretty sure neither one of you are going to get this. So I, I, I caught this when I was watching the movie, and then I Googled a little bit and found out that I was uh, I was correct. There is a goof in the movie um, where something is impossibly repeated um, twice in the movie. So you see it once, and then you see it impossibly in another scene. Um, what, what do you, either one of you know what that is? Hold on, say that again because my connection went bad. I need to hear the question again. There's something that happened where you see something at one part in the movie and that same thing you see in a later part of the movie in, in a kind of impossible circumstance. I don't want to say quite impossible, but in a very, very unlikely scenario. So did either one of you catch a goof in the movie, I guess? All right, we're going to go ahead and declare you both winners. Nice job, guys. Um, what was maybe it? It's, uh, the license plate that um, Elvis and when he's with the whole group of people and he goes to see Sebastian Half when they pull off is the same license plate that later's on a completely different car that Sebastian Half is driving by himself. Jesus fucking Christ, Livius. <laughs> I, I caught it. That's I was like, hey, I think that's the same license plate. So then I wound up actually on IMDb. I think it was on IMDb. <laughs> that, like, that's Rob level stuff. Way to, way to step uh, into your costume. Yeah, nice. So that's it. That concludes the Bubba Hotep uh, portion of this episode. Um, High five, Misty. <laughs> if you have not seen Bubba Hotep, uh, Jesse and I at least strongly recommend that you do that <laughs> soon. 
Um, you can also pick up the Kindle. Was it? Is it two ninety nine? Ninety nine cents. Ninety nine cents. Ninety nine cents on the Kindle store. And yeah, iBooks. That's where I bought my copy. Where'd you get your copy? iBooks. Oh, nice. Is that nice. a thing? That's where. Wow. Yeah. Rob, you want to take us into our uh, our next segment? <sighs> Rob's gonna figure out what our next segment is. <laughs> um, so it's after the possible Hotep quiz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, no, that's a you thing. Oh, is it? I thought it was the haunted places. Let's talk about haunted places first. All right. So this is why you should have introduced the idea. Um, yeah. So uh, traditionally, what we try to do every year is we try to talk about things that are like creepy and scary. So if you've watched previous years of, of our, or I guess, listened to previous years of our um, spooktacular, um, some highlights were talking about like, um, uh, what's her name who went into like the water and died. And it was very mysterious. And there was a whole like her on the elevator thing. Elise Lamb. Elisa Lamb. Elisa Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. That story was really good. Um, we did the elevator game. We talked about the elevator game. The bridges. There were the seven bridges. Um, And so uh, the reality of it is that there's tons of scary stuff and creepy stuff out in the, out there in the world. And the other reality is when you're a podcaster trying to figure out what you're going to talk about, you can never find it. (laughs) So um, I did discover an article that, that lists like six different um, creepy places in the world. uh, Three of which, I outright disqualified. And so I have a list of three that we're going to talk about. Hopefully you've heard of these places, at least, you know, somewhat. Um, so we can have a discussion about them. And if you're just discovering them, you know, we can kind of learn them, talk about it together. Um, so I'm going to talk about three different places that are creepy locations around the world. And, and we're going to start with, I, I kind of, I'm starting low and then we're building. So don't think. <laughs> that this is like the worst of it. I'm starting at the bottom and we're moving up. Um, has have, have any of you heard of the Winchester Mystery House? No, no I haven't. <clears throat> I have. Oddly enough, I've seen Mystery House. What's that, Rob? Oh, sorry. I, I must have a bad connection tonight. Um, I said, uh, Jesse and Missy have not, but Livius has, has heard yes. of it. Yeah, I have. I, uh, I learned about it in high school, oddly enough. My high school art teacher... Um, taught us about it. He had gone on a tour, so he had actual photographs and kind of explained some of the uh, mystique around the the Winchester House. So yeah, I've been familiar with it for uh, really since high school, so a really really long time. So I'll give a little bit of an overview um, of what it is for Jesse and and Misty, and then we can kind of talk about it a little bit. I have I have some websites up, so I'll be reading from a website. So essentially, it's a mansion that's in San Jose, uh, California, and um, it was uh, built by the widow of William Wirt Winchester, um, who she inherited uh, his his kind of fortune because he the Winchester family like the people that make guns. So like uh, she he died, she inherited a ridiculous amount of like twenty million dollars. Plus, then she was earning like a ton of money per day just from like the sales of all like the fucking guns and ammo or whatever the hell. Um, Jesse chime in with any social justice that you want to <laughs> like at any moment now, like stamp on, if you, if you print out the second amendment and stamp on it. The, the Wikipedia <laughs> article says she was earning about a thousand dollars a day, which in today's terms was $23,000 daily. 
if you want to talk about war profiteering yeah um, but i'm guessing like because this is a haunted place then that there's justice in the end well the that's <laughs> you're on point with that because uh uh this house the whole premise of this entire story why this house is interesting is um she believed that the ghosts of people killed by the winchester um guns were haunting this house and her countermeasure and i i I read this a while ago so i don't know like verbatim and livius can probably chime in with facts but in general her countermeasure to the fact that like she was being haunted by these ghosts was to be constantly expanding the construction of this mansion bigger and bigger all the time um and and in odd ways i think to confuse the ghosts so like staircases that lead to nowhere and like a window in a room that just shows you a different room and 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 just weird odd construction so um, it's like a reverse hh H. holmes mansion then <laughs> i guess <laughs> i i guess but um it, it's it's massive it's just this sprawling massive building that um seven the, seven story mansion jesus yeah. um and the rumor was, and I don't know how true this is, but the, the whole rumor is that like there was construction going on at this place all the time for years and years and years. always something being added or, you know, built onto or completed or, or like, you know, a, you know, that type of thing. Um, so it's supposed to be this big, crazy ass haunted mansion. And as most of our listeners know, I lived in California for like uh, four months this year I was a 10 minute drive from this place. And in the four months that I was out there, I drove past it probably two dozen times and I never went to look inside the place. This is a great story. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there are tours. It is a building that still exists. It's this massive, it's only four stories now because of uh, an earthquake that happened that kind of took out some of it. but it, it it's it's just I, I think it's continuing to just build tons of money on the fact that it's just kind of a fucked up house because like eventually obviously that woman died in the early like 1900s or something like that and then you know it went on to just be like a historical place that there's tours and stuff and I looked up tours um, and I just decided I didn't I didn't have anybody to go with and I was like mm, I'll just go drink instead. There you go. In the gift shop, you probably could have bought a rifle or something. Then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Winchester Mystery House. I see this as like, if I'm like, if I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm like an older woman and I just want to see, ooh, this is scary. Like, it's that kind of scary. Not like, you know, or an older man, <laughs> like a really tame older dude who's just like, I've had a, I've had a really easy life and I'm just chill and like, you know, I'm a librarian or whatever. That would be like a creepy thing where you'd be like, ooh, ghosts. But it's not like there's nothing actually scary about it. Anybody have thoughts? I think it's fascinating. I mean, this is somebody whose who's fear of, of the supernatural, I mean, led them to, you know, not to just like, you know, keep garlic in their room to ward off vampires or whatever, <laughs> but to spend a significant amount of money and really upset the balance of their own life to defend against. Um, now, obviously, uh, you know, at least the four people on this call, um, if we were in that case, probably couldn't do a whole lot. But when you're filthy rich, it's uh, it's really amazing to see how much money and effort and time she spent in, you know, in just kind of trying to ghost proof her house. 
So. She fucking propped up that economy. Yeah, she did. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, and you know, the the contractors were like, at first they were like, oh, this is so fucking weird. But then like, if we make mistakes and we put a stairway, it just goes to a wall. We'll just be like, we heard from someone this keeps the ghosts away. And she's fine. <laughs> like, the door doesn't have to open on anything but another wall. Okay. That's <laughs> So, all right. Winchester right, Mystery so House. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. do this. Um, Jesse, would you spend the night in the Winchester Mystery House? Like, I don't want to say like by yourself, but like you and like, you know, like you and the three people on this call. Would you, is that something you would do? I mean, if you three were with me, yeah, but I don't really, it's more of like, I don't see it as being a great place to hang out. I, I like comfort <laughs> is what I'm saying. Dude, there's like 40 <laughs> bedrooms. There's 40 bedrooms. There's like 13 <laughs> bathrooms or something like that. It's actually like the ideal place for like uh, our group of friends to, to like Airbnb if it were available. <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever been in like a B&B or, or a hotel that was historic? They look nice, but God, they are not comfortable. Like yeah. the Queen Mary? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a little bit about the Queen Mary um, from StokerCon. I, in New Orleans, stayed in a converted mansion one year, and it was probably the worst hotel I've stayed in, <clears throat> in New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. So, Misty, would you stay in the Winchester house? Um, it sounded way less scary than the elevator game or the gates of hell game. So, yeah. And Rob, I'm, I'm sure you would, right? Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also, I think I would also be willing to do that for the, for the sake of, uh, of saying that I did. So yeah. good job, Rob. Good job on the Winchester house. What do you got next? Has anybody heard about the Overtune bridge? I hope I'm saying that right. O-V-E-R-T-O-U-N bridge Mm -mm. in Scotland. Nope. Have you heard about a bridge where dogs commit suicide? Holy shit. I have, yeah. Yeah. So you've heard of the Overton Bridge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Overtune Bridge is um, a bridge that leads to the Overtune House in a West... Dunbartonshire, Scotland. Shire? Uh, Shire, whatever. Is it Shire or Shire? Shire. <laughs> I don't know. Talk to the Scottish people. Uh, completed in 1895. Um, <laughs> it has attracted international media attention because of the number of dogs who have reportedly leapt from it, often dying upon landing on the rocks 50 feet below. I will never uh, go there has also been the site of human murder and attempted suicide. No. So uh, the interesting part is since the 1950s or 1960s, numerous dogs have leaped. I almost said leapt, but it's leaped from the bridge at a rate of about one per year. Dogs that leap over the bridge fall 50 feet onto the waterfalls below. The only linking factors of this unexplained event are that dogs mostly jump on the same side of the bridge in clear weather and they are breeds with long snouts. Must be um, something mighty tasty down there, then. Well, yeah. So here's here's the thing. So the deaths have received international media attention. The canine psychologist, Dr. David Sands, examined the sight, smell, and sound factors. He concluded that although it was not a definitive answer, the potent odor from male mink urine was possibly luring dogs to their deaths. However, a local hunter named John Joyce, who I have a friend named John Joyce, and that's weird, uh, who has lived in the area for 50 years, said... There are no mink around here. I can tell you that with absolute certainty. So, um, so is someone killing dogs? 
No, these dogs are just jumping off the bridge. Like there's nothing. So there's no mink smell. There's no or mink someone smell. someone planting a mink smell. No, I don't think, well, that's... <laughs> Misty, <could be> you're <laughs> on for the conspiracy episode too. <laughs> Someone is killing dogs. Could be ghosts. Livius is right. It could be ghosts. Um, a behaviorist said that um, because of dogs being colorblind, it may have caused them to accidentally misjudge like, like where the bridge ends or something. I don't know. But anyway, it's an unexplained phenomenon where these dogs fucking just jump off the bridge and die. I don't um, like it. It is should be noted that... Uh, Alright, so the canine deaths have prompted claims of paranormal activity on the bridge. What ghost is, like, trying to make dogs commit suicide? <laughs> um, a in October, bad one. Yeah, a dickhead ghost. <laughs> in October 1994, a man threw his two-week-old son to his death from the bridge because he believed that his son was an incarnation of the devil. Shut up. Maybe the dogs are just trying to protect the kid then. He thought the dog was uh, half devil and half schnauzer. So. No, nothing? Nothing. He then, (laughs) so the the guy who threw his son over then attempted to commit suicide several times. First by attempting to jump off the bridge, but later by slashing his wrists. Way better at killing kids than himself. Oh fuck! I don't wonder what pretense we would go there, except to walk over this bridge. I would, I would do it because nope. there's very little danger um, involved for me, as I am yeah. not a canine. So you're not I'm part dog. <clears throat> Here's my question: If you're a werewolf and you go to this bridge, does the bridge, does the bridge's supernatural power make you want to jump off of it? Let's phone Stephen. Yeah, let's get Stephen, Stephen Graham Jones on this. If you do jump because you're a werewolf. Does your superhuman like anatomy protect you from dying? Yeah, probably. The real question though is if you have a dog and you <laughs> live around there, why would you walk over the bridge? And why isn't your dog on a leash? <laughs> well, but you know, I, I mean, this has been happening for, would you say Rob, like 50 years or something? Since the fifties or sixties. So way more than 50 years. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, like you know, we forget that information was not able to spread the way it is now. You know, even as, you know, thirty years ago. So yeah, in the fifties and sixties, I would imagine that. That's fair. Yeah. So, but um, if you think about, like, is there another bridge in the world that that has claimed the lives of as many pets? I mean, that's like you're talking close to a hundred dogs over the years, like in one fucking location. I would imagine not. Pretty weird, right? That is really kind of weird. It's really weird that Scotland has a dog suicide bridge, yet Japan has a whole island for bunnies and a whole island for kitties and all this other stuff. What? Bunny Island. You have lost me. All right. I I know about I know about cat cafes. I think it's weird. Bunny Island. I think it's weird that Scotland has a dog suicide rate. Right? That too. (laughs) Like in general. No, Japan has an island that is like widely populated with with bunnies that you can go and chill with and feed and they're all really friendly. Like I think they just got dumped there at one point and did what bunnies did and so there's Bunny Island. There's also Cat Island. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Bruce Campbell. I'm going to send Rob some videos of what bunnies do. (laughs) (laughs) Bunnyhub.com. 
That's funny. I stole Livius's joke. He always says that no one ever laughs at it. Oh. <laughs> I remember once there was Clown Hub. Not a goddamn even, not even a giggle. Nope. Nope. Not no. uh, All right. You poor bastard. Because uh, I get the feeling Rob might want to talk a little bit about Japan. We're not done with, no. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, we oh. will get back to, to, okay. to Japan, but we're not done with bridges yet. Has anybody ever heard of a crybaby bridge? No. No. No? I'm, I'm guessing I know what it is, though. Is it is it a place in the world where, like, people hear, like, crying or screaming babies at random that can't be accounted for because there's other locations that have that phenomenon going on. Yeah, this is so in the Wikipedia article for this dog suicide bridge was like, see also crybaby bridge. And this was way like way more interesting than dogs killing themselves. Crybaby oh. bridge is a nickname. Yeah. Sorry, Missy. I'm not a big, I know you're a big dog lover, but <laughs> maybe we should go burn that bridge. I mean, babies over dogs, right? Don't burn it until well, you get to it. Misty. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wisdom. Wisdom. So Crybaby Bridge is a nickname given to some bridges in the United States. The name often reflects an urban legend that the sound of a baby can be or has been heard from the bridge. Many are also accompanied by an urban legend relating to a baby or young child or children. And then, so I'm looking at this Wikipedia article. It's like, it's got Crybaby Bridges listed for Virginia, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Oklahoma, Maryland, South Carolina, Texas, Utah. Where in Texas? Texas, there are three. Uh, one's in DeKalb. Anderson Creek, which runs across County Road 4230, located three miles south of DeKalb, Texas. The legend says that a woman and her triplets were rushing home late one night to prepare dinner for her husband that was soon to be home. As they approached the bridge, the woman lost control of the car, causing it to ramp off the side of the old wooden bridge, killing the mother and her triplets. How Many sad. stories of encounters with the spirits of the victims. Locals claims that late at night, if you shut your vehicle engine off, kill your lights, and honk three times, you'll be able to hear the cries of long-dead triplets. All right. Uh, few claims of captured photographs of the disturbed spirit and mother. Some call the, her the clay lady due to the amount of clay under the bridge. Yeah, this is fucking... Crybaby Bridges is where it's at if you want to talk about creepy. All right. So I think that we were all okay with walking across a dog suicide <clears throat> bridge, whatever that was called. Um, Jesse. Well, not scary for us. Jesse, in a car by yourself, <laughs> would you drive up onto this bridge, kill the lights, kill the engine, honk three times? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Misty? <laughs> Yeah, that see, that's where it lost me. If it was just you standing on a bridge, but if you got to go through some kind of a ritual thing, then I'm like, meh. <laughs> Rob? Uh, dude, I'll go. I'll, I'm fucking doing all of this stuff. I don't even know why you're asking me. I want to do the fucking <laughs> elevator yeah, game. I want to do the play the elevator game i can't wait to play the elevator game i'm, I'm gonna keep you from playing that game yeah you're for not, the rest of my not, life not on my watch <laughs> But I am totally willing to just sit on the first floor and <laughs> wait for Rob. See, that's 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 to that's end up in a water tower on the roof, dead. Yeah. Um, well, Misty, hold on a second. I don't know if you paid attention when we were talking about the game. If you're successful, you wind up on a completely different plane. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened to that other chick. Took a wrong turn. 
Too much dancing. Too much dancing in elevators. Yeah, oh, here's a here's a tie-in because she it looked like she was petting a dog at one point. Maybe it was the spirit of a dog from that fucking bridge we were just talking about. <laughs> All the way in L.A. I was, uh, you know what? They're connected by our podcast retroactively. Um, look up crybaby bridges. There's like a, like dozens of of different instances in different states, and I don't want to have to read all of them to you. But like, that's creepy shit. Anytime a baby and scariness is involved, like babies make things more scary. Am I not? Am I right? I thought that was water. Um, that too. <laughs> oh man, if there's a if there's a baby underwater. <laughs> it's like a wave of babies, man. I'm running. <laughs> I uh wave of babies. <laughs> I love goes, that song. Before Rob goes on to what I believe <laughs> is the um is the last uh the last right, Rob? You're we yeah. more believe or are hoping. <laughs> I uh I, I I believe. Um I stumbled across something, so I had to I had to do some work, some stuff for work, and we had a meeting, and, and my boss wanted um, us to go play disc golf in the afternoon after our meeting. The the whole group of us, not just me and him, because it just sounds weird. So um, I was trying to get an address for a park that we were going to, like a physical address, which isn't always easy because parks just like kind of exist and, and don't necessarily have like a numbered address. So I googled the name of this park, the city, and the address. This is Sunrise Park in Bartlett, Illinois. The first thing that came up was something on a like hauntedplaces.net or some such website. I just want to read to you this. This is what, so I go, well, I got to find out if this park we're going to is haunted. I, I have to know what the story is. <laughs> Sunrise Park has many different spirits and hauntings. First, the black dog with a human face. Salad speculated to be a demon by those who have seen it, and next, a murderer from the 1800s who murdered children and scattered their bones around the park. His spirit is still rumored to continue doing just that. Wait, is it getting new babies? I don't... don't, Maybe he's just... I mean, babies have a lot of bones, right? I mean, if you're frugal with them. (laughs) Right? Okay. They they have the exact same number of bones as an adult. Yeah. How Finally, notoriety if you waited that long. Finally, before the homes around Sunrise were built, the Ku Klux Klan burned black people and black sympathizers in the area of Sunrise Park. Not good. This is uh, this is where I spent my afternoon on Wednesday, and uh, it's it's kind of weird because I read that and then I wound up I couldn't not copy and paste that like at the bottom of the sheet of like the teams and like what the address was <laughs> of the park. <laughs> but I think I was the only one that was actively thinking about it the whole time. Because it's weird. There's like these little, um, God, I don't know, whatever the, the, it's a cops of trees, right? Is that how you say it? C-O-P-S-E. Yeah. Okay. So copses, if there's more than one cops eye, I don't know. There are groupings of trees that you have to play through. So there'd be like a little path that just goes into this dark, like, area of trees. <laughs> so yeah, every time we set foot in one of those, no. I was like, there's going to be bones here somewhere. <laughs> or fucking dog with a human face. So, yeah. Lots of haunted places. Next time, maybe we could just do haunted disc golf places for next year's. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah, no, nothing. No, right. I don't think that there's a whole episode for that. All right. Um, we should, Livius. We should talk about. You remember we were gonna? We didn't talk about Cuba Road that one time. That is correct. Do you have anything uh, pulled up on Cuba Road? Fuck no. It's a very local legend. I'm all Japan. Maybe while we're talking about <laughs> Japan, you can get Cuba Road ready. 
I'm they also the have good horror. Japan? Yeah. Yeah. Nikkei. Look how much beer I have left. Oh, wait. Let's see. Missy's Von- drinking straight vodka. Yeah. <laughs> so we rolled, Jesse. Vodka Jesse. ice. Dozekis? Yeah. Two wait X's? a minute. That's what I drink when I'm like being a priss. I mean, not like a snob priss, <laughs> but like. Wait, how is, how is beer more prissy than straight vodka? It's so totally priss- more prissy than straight vodka. Clearly wasn't the word that I meant. It just came out. But I'm saying like when I'm being a girl about not wanting to drink heavy craft beer, that's what I, didn't I get that in LA one time? I don't remember. Sure. Great story. Sorry. Don't say <laughs> is terrible. You should get Corona. I am drinking velvet Velvet white. wine. <laughs> Sweet white wine. Guys, look, look. God, I want to try that. There's a, there's a little bit gone out of this bottle. We don't have that up here. <laughs> I love well. <laughs> Wait, did you go to the convenience store? <laughs> because you might no, find I it there. I think from Meyer. I could be wrong, though. I was going to show you how... Oh, it's already on there. I was going to show you how classy it is. Look at this. See this? <gasps> Dude! I drink... All I wine should just have off. a screw cap. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I, I was always not a fan. I thought that was like a, a sign of a poor quality wine. But it's no. so easy to close again. And it's not. Not anymore. Good. You know what actually is really good quality is like boxed wine if it's a good quality wine because they're uh i don't know how they're like sealed or they're like vacuumed all the air is sucked out so they have a way better seal than any other wine there is and it will always keep no oxidation no sun damage yeah yeah rob so. take us uh take us into our last haunted place our second to last haunted place i guess unless we're, we're talking about I, I mean i can't get over the fact that your bottle says sweet white wine because like <laughs> Is there a white wine that is distinctively not sweet? Yes, there are. I mean, they're like the really dry, dry white wine. Yeah, but there's still sweetness there. Sweetness, like, but this I'm telling you is ridiculously sweet. It's like you're drinking sugar. It's water. like a riesling, I bet. This is sweet. A gewürztraminer like like hat that Misty's wearing. Sweet. Ooh, I like a good gewürztraminer. How nice! I did get a I got a men's hat though because I didn't have women's where I was purchasing. <laughs> So I've noticed that mine fits a bit differently than you guys. Did you search if Coming Rob was a, a woman, bit. what hat would he get? As a matter of fact, yes. Also, there's literally a spider on my wall right now, and I want to squish it. That's terrifying. It is That's the spooktacular. Can we see? Yeah. No, don't kill him. Well, Jesse. Oh, shit. I missed him. Spiders are good. I want to do it, but I thought that would have been a great place to just kick Missy <laughs> off the call. So it looks like the spider just got her. <laughs> By the way, yeah, the spider was the Rob, wait, do you guys remember when I was in Chicago? Wait, Jesse, were you there too? Yeah. When we did Chicago two, three years ago, and we were doing the podcast in Rob's oh, apartment, yeah, I remember that. and we saw a spider. Don't remember that. It's on the recording, the spider. I remember this, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, now it's in my apartment. Great. Right. Well, you, you take care of that. Rob's going to tell right us by me. her final haunted place. If you got a spider uh, in your apartment, that means you don't have other insects in your apartment. So it's all good. Yeah, spiders are pretty much always the best. Well, he's I'm in my def- kitchen. Well, all right. I mean, just give him a name and it'll be less threatening. <laughs> Stan. 
How could yeah. you be mad at a spider named Stan? A Nancy. Nancy, that's oh, yeah. a feminine touch. A Nancy from um, American Gods. Would you kill a Nancy? Oh, Jesse. If you were in your apartment? Not in that fancy suit. That's a damn good suit that was. <laughs> Someday I will have it. Livius is like, what is my life going to? Just having flashbacks oh. of previous spectaculars, and I thought we fixed that issue. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Shots fired. Fuck you. Oh, sad organ. <laughs> oh, so how about that last haunted place? It was in Japan. Yeah, you guys may have heard of this one. Um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, um, but I don't care. And so that's that's how I, I that's how I survive in life. So, the Aokigahara Kigahara Okigahara Forest, also known as the Suicide Forest. Oh, I totally know about that one. Yeah, isn't oh, there a you... movie about it? Oh my God, is there a movie about it? No, I think you might be thinking of Suicide Club, which is like predominantly set in a school. I know we talked about it. It was mentioned in uh, was it the Drowning Girl, Rob? I think it came up in a couple of books that we read, actually, for the podcast. The Suicide Forest? Mm-hmm. Maybe. So uh, the idea is that um, this is a forest uh, near, I think it's Mount Fuji, right? Near Mount Fuji that is is has become um, notorious for being the place that people just go to kill themselves. Wow. To the, to the To the point where, like, it's it's, like, in the triple digits per year people committing suicide inside this forest. Does that kind of track with your knowledge, Jesse? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the beginning of its history, there was this period of time where it just kind of happened that way and no one knows why, but then I, you got to figure it in more modern times. It eventually just became the place that people consciously decided to go to, to do that, you know? Yeah. So I have a little bit of history that may help out. Um, uh, and this is from a New York Times article written by James Estrin in 2012. So this is a little bit dated, but it's got some good information. In 1960, an author named Seicho Matsumoto wrote a novel called Tower of Wave, in which a couple commits suicide in this forest. Um, and, there, and the forest is described as a perfect place to, to die by a different author named Waturo Surumi uh, in his book called The Complete Manual of Suicide. So like, it's become kind of in pop culture uh, associated with suicide. Um, but uh, to the point, <laughs> it's, it's gotten to the point where in like modern days, there's like signs put up by like the Japanese government saying like, you know, like life is worth living and stuff, trying to get people to like Aww. not kill themselves. And um, one of the four, park rangers, I think he's mentioned, his name is um, uh, Mr. Ten Hoopen. That's his name. Um, I think he, he's a park ranger and a geologist. And um, so he's a, he's a park ranger. He does his park ranger shit, but like he actively talks people out of killing themselves in this forest. So like, like his job, can you imagine? And of all people after seeing all this death, who would want to kill themselves more than the guy who has to fucking like stop people from killing themselves in this forest? Is he dead? No, no, no. He's not that I'm aware of. God, I hope he's getting like fucking psychologist pay or some shit you know (laughs) driving around in his little jeep his little suzuki right and he's 
you're picking up trash and chasing off kids that are partying. <laughs> and they call them in one day and they're like, listen, we're going to need to add a little bit to your job responsibilities. <laughs> so here's, here's a little snippet from that article that has to do with him. Um, uh, he's a geologist and, and what did I say? Park ranger. Um, who at the age of 66 has spent most of his life in and around the forest and has encountered hundreds of people there contemplating an end to their own, by their own hand. He has persuaded many of them not to kill themselves and rescued Aww. scores of others who had already tried and were dying. And then in quotes, it says, he sits down besides them, puts his hand on their shoulders, and just is there as a human being. Damn. Suicide forest. <clears throat> so, like, of course, like, that, that always, that, like, automatically kicks my mind into thinking like do people just know the notoriety of the forest and the people who are already contemplating suicide think well this is the place to go to do it or is there something about the forest that kind of like pushes you in that direction i um i want to say i'm I'm squarely with with your first statement i think that as it became more famous that that's the place to go and I don't think suicide's the right thing, but I'm also of that belief that you're kind of in control of your own life, right? So if that's what you decided to do, I do have to say that it's kind of nice that you just know you have somewhere to go and do, you know what I mean? Like, like the path has worked out for you, right? Like if you're in Japan, uh, and I know that the Japanese suicide rate is higher than a lot of other places around the world, and I'm going to try to go into, you know, the thing of honor and dishonoring your family and whatever, and how important it is we're here, we dishonor our family, you know, constantly and whatever you, know, you just kind of move on with your life but i wow. will say that i in, in some ways True. I think it's <laughs> nice it's nice for them to just know that like there is a place that you can go and do this so i, I kind of give it some credit for for being a, a home to those who are who are kind of done with life so that being said um <clears throat> this is still like a national forest in japan and so like imagine you're not in, in the group of people who has decided it's time to end it and you go to this forest because it's a national, it's probably, I'm imagining it's a beautiful place or whatever. Like, how do you not think about that? Like how, like there's no, like the value of that place as, as like a beautiful part of nature has, has to be like permanently tainted by the fact that so many people go there to just end their lives. Does it say how long like, do they have even, like, just a general idea of how long people have been doing that in that location specifically? How long have people been doing that? Yeah, because, like, the, the morbid question is, is how extra fertile is the forest <laughs> from being fertilized by human beings? Well, the, yeah. the book, that's why it's so beautiful, man. Lush green bushes and trees. Uh, Wow, Jesse's getting all like, see, now he's on the other side of a conspiracy. The government is using people's depression to use, to like make perfect fertilizer for their oh, national No, no, I didn't say that. I meant maybe just like, you know, like 200 years ago or whatever, people went there and killed themselves and they never got discovered. So then, I mean, living, living matter is the best fertilizer in the world. Um, dead animals and dead people. It's like, it goes back into the ground and things just grow. So maybe that's why the forest is like so awesome and peaceful. I mean, there's gotta be a reason why the one dude said it's the ideal location. It's gotta be a very beautiful and tranquil place. <laughs> All right. So Robin. it's reminding me of uh, an episode of Hannibal where Jesse. the guy was planting people. 
Yeah. Yeah. Justin, would you, spend, would you spend a night in the suicide forest? I know you're probably not suicidal. I guess I don't know for sure. <laughs> wow. uh, um, it's got to be a heavy feeling. I mean, knowing that and being there. Man, I feel part of me feels bad because on these like questions, I'm just very boring. I'm like, no, I wouldn't stay in that mansion because it doesn't sound comfortable. And now I'm about to say, no, I wouldn't because I hate camping. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was my answer. I, can't, I cannot <laughs> pee outside. I'm, <laughs> I'm, that's where you draw the line. I'm, I'm, I'm with the two of you on this. I'm not camping. I could probably pee outside if I needed to. Rob, what? Yeah. <laughs> Rob, any, any guesses on on my reaction? Of course you would. Fucking, of course I would. I go. I'll do anything. Um, the answer is always yes. All right, we're gonna talk. You know what? Ever since I saw the Blair Witch Project, this is no joke. I saw it in the theater. And uh, my girlfriend and I threw out our camping equipment. When I say our camping <laughs> equipment, we, we, we got some camping equipment from somewhere, whatever. It's not like we paid for it or had like the strongest desire. We went camping once. We saw the um, Blair Witch Project, and we basically disposed of the camping equipment shortly thereafter. So that's kind of where I'm at with camping anywhere. Uh, Cuba Road. So um, the biggest point of interest about Cuba Road is that it's literally five minutes from where Rob lives. Is that a fair? Yeah, that's all right. about right. So this came up as uh, I found a site, mysteriousheartland.com. I believe we've used this as a source previously. Is it run is by Kevin Lynn Helmick? It is written by Kevin. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, that's Heartland is. Gothic. This My came bad. up under the list of the top 10 creepiest roads in Illinois and Cuba Road. Number one. I'm going to read you this uh, kind of long paragraph. Cuba Road sits nestled between the towns of Lake Zurich, where Rob lives, and Barrington, where Rob can't afford to live. Both upper and upper middle class retreats. <laughs> so accurate. A plethora of paranormal phenomenon, including a phantom car or cars, a pair of spectral lovers, and a vanishing house. A side street called Rainbow Road formerly had the distinction of being home to an abandoned mansion that some believed was an old asylum. Along Cuba Road sits White Cemetery, which author Scott Marcus has referred to as the Bachelor's Grove of the North Chicago suburbs. The small rectangular graveyard dates from the 1820s, and its ghost lore concerns mysterious hovering balls of light. Oh. Missy got all excited. Hovering balls. <laughs> Dude, you scared Jesse away. He's totally gone. He has left. Uh, well, all right. So we know where Jesse's at on Cuba Road. Not, not, not happening. Rob, um, have you been? I'm sorry, have you? I've um, I've been on Cuba Road. I don't think I've been on that particular stretch of Cuba, but um, I uh, growing up in the area um, knew people from like Zurich who were like really keyed into like the whole Cuba Road um, like legend and stuff. And so I heard people like you know were sitting around at a party, drinking, talking, and stuff, talking about how they'd been on Cuba Road and like were followed by a car that at some point just vanished. You know, and um, other weird stuff going on, like visiting the graveyard on Cuba Road was always a big thing where like, you know, weird shit would happen and stuff. But um, I have not uh, personally uh, done had any kind of weird encounters on that road. Can I say something? Yes, please. Have you noticed that when we do these, would you go there scenarios, Rob is the first one to say, of course I would. And yet. He lives next to Cuba Road, and he was also next to the Winchester Mansion and went to neither. Wow. I think 
think she's calling bullshit, Rob. I think that's what that that's what that sounds like to me. It sounds like accurately. Two two places. Although I do live in Illinois, where that seven bridges thing is is fucking. Holy shit! Be... So now there's three. <laughs> Who am I gonna get to go with me on this shit? You're all a bunch Why of bitches. Do you need anybody? You're so fucking brave. Rob, I think that you and I should go do Cuba Road for the podcast. Do it! Uh, yeah, I'll do Cuba um, Road. I don't think we can do it Wait. before Halloween, but I definitely think we could do it in November. Oh, I was going to say, um, I believe Jesse and I might be in Chicago this time next year-ish, and we could all do it. I'm game. Well, I'm game, so like, but I also want to find a place we can put Rob in an elevator, too. Yeah, elevator game. Just, we just oh need my, a ten story. We could record it. Oh, this yeah. is this is great. I'll fucking buy a GoPro and put it on my head. Do it. All right. So uh, tune in next year for the spectacular. Um, I'm not sure if Jesse will be joining us or if he was dragged. Away. <laughs> he just jumped off a bridge somewhere or what, what happened to him? Well, I'm waiting for Jesse to get back so I can step away and get another beer. Um, <laughs> I guess it is, yeah. it's an hour and 20 minutes into so, to our Spooktacular now. Spooktacular 2018, we do all the things, right? Rob Rob does all the things. We do Kia Yeah, Rob, Rob does all the we things. We do the fucking elevator thing. From a safe distance. That's, we yeah. do the fucking uh, the bridges thing. We'll do that. How the bridges thing is way in like southern all of it. brother. That's I'm like going to getting fucking like chased by a ghost. Also, isn't the bridges thing like you have to try like 49 different ways of the bridges no you just have to do it in the right order right which how how do we know the right order it's a really good question we're gonna figure that out before we do it because i'm not doing it 49 different fucking ways that's what i'm saying isn't it like seven times seven are there seven bridges i mean there's seven yes there's seven bridges so is it 49 it's seven no, times seven. It's, oh it's, no it's, it's like seven times than... six times five times yeah, four yeah. times three times two correct yep that's what it is Wait, sorry it's be... like seven to the power of seven or something which is like way more than 49 a lot. way a lot. more <laughs> it's like four it's like 67 <laughs> you're good at math way good with math wait siri knows what's seven to the seventh of power the answer is 823,543 i don't think that's it that's right no either. No, we're not doing that. We're not. Yeah, I don't know if that math is right. I don't think it's the seventh power. <laughs> no, it is. It's or it's like How it's many seven combinations times six times are there five. of seven numbers. Uh, the, okay. Thus, there are ten. Ten equals ten. Oh my god! I just an answer. I just wanted an answer. Rob, like ask Siri. How many different combinations are there for seven numbers? It's Ten numbers. to the seventh power. Okay. I found this on the web for how many different combinations are there for seven numbers. Seven digit. No, I don't even know if this is right. We're so oh, bad with math. For, this is for a phone number. So this is incorrect because it's for a phone number. Where's Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> he said he had to step away for a minute. I don't, I I don't want him to miss the next segment because I well, need his <laughs> He chose the right part to leave at, where we were talking about math. Yeah. Um, well, so if you're still sticking around, if you're one of the few viewers... Uh, wait, how many viewers do we have? 
four currently. Really? We're up to four? Great. It's been like four, three, four, two, four. All right. Who are uh, they? Us? I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> Yeah, they are. Um I'm gonna take this opportunity to refresh my drink. Uh since Jesse's gone too. Wow. It's down to Livius and Misty. Great. It's gonna be Misty and Good I uh, talking about nothing for a little bit. Um, yeah. what? That's I think so hurtful. That, yeah. And, well, no, I'm just saying that, and who knows, Jesse has never come back, so. We can I, talk about the spider. Uh, we can talk about the spider. really didn't appreciate. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I, I love the idea of next year doing, like, Cuba Road and the elevator game. That bridge thing, I think that's, like, three hours from here. I don't think that's, like, a legit. That is way too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just we'll don't. See, though. That's I mean, not. If it's an elevator, we can video it. It's, um. It's going to be really boring, though. It's going to be like an elevator door. No, no, no. Okay, you know I can do video editing, right? So what are we going to do? Why does Rob's thinking? What kind of noise is happening? I know. Um, Yes, so you can edit video. Have Um, you seen what I've done? I have not. (gasps) Oh, I've even even messed with a green screen. So anyway, no, I can edit video, so um, we can make it fun. I like it won't thing. just be oh we're looking at an elevator no okay all right we can Jesse, we can make it fun yeah the headphones aren't on there he is Jesse what happened oh it's a little something that had to be dealt with all right. you know those spiders see he was smart he saw a spider and took the right steps you're gonna be murdered in your sleep now because you didn't I just scooped him up and put him in the stairwell Everyone wins. Huh. All right. Rob is trying to show us something called Velvet Jerkin, I think. <laughs> the Velvet Merkin. <laughs> oh. If that's part of your outfit, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see my Velvet Merkin. <laughs> no. I, um, Too bad. You're looking at it right now. <laughs> it probably looks like this. <laughs> I am going to go on to the next segment if there are no objections. Jesse, that's only if you shave down there. (laughs) That's when you need one of those. I um, I just want to to bring it back in. Very, very serious. I may have made (laughs) a legit scientific discovery. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Wait, we just just revealed that we're not mathematicians. So let's tread carefully on science. This is, but Rob and I had an episode that was very well received um, over the Lazy Summer of Podcasting, which had to do with time travel, something that I have been fascinated with. Um, And uh, as happens sometimes (laughs) in movies and and, and, and in real life too, I guess, sometimes when you have a fascination with something, you're more sensitive to actually uh, being a part of it and to like recognizing it for what it is. So... You own a red car, you see a bunch of red cars, that kind of thing. Yes, exactly. So I think that I have what at least the people on this podcast, at least, uh, I'm going to say at least two of the people on this call (laughs) will agree with me, is absolute proof of time travel. I'm going to be the one that's not agreeing with you. (laughs) I never agree with anything. (laughs) Uh, So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to show you a small video clip. All right, I'm so discuss it. I'm going to show you a small video clip again. Go ahead, Rob. I, I want to say that while this is happening, uh, we should probably 
non-livious people should probably mute themselves so it doesn't yes. change. If you guys would please mute yourselves because this is definitely a visual portion. Unfortunately, this was captured on a phone, but it was captured in the uh, um, portrait mode. Oh, it's going to be a little smaller on your screen. So, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to want to at least, uh, make sure you at least you're, you're, you're full screen your, your video. So uh, give me a second to get on the screen share. I'm going to share my entire screen. You should be seeing that super cool VLC logo there. And then uh, I guess what's the best way to do this? I think I have it on the tap uh, All right. Here we go. Now I want you to pay close attention to the left-hand side of the screen. Does anybody think that looks like someone we know? Maybe from 20, 30 years in the future? I'm going to play that again for you. He avoided making eye contact, so I couldn't be certain, but I believe that to be Rob from 20 years from now. That's Josh Harlan from the future. Isn't it? <laughs> no way is that Rob. <laughs> Rob loves the camera. He would never ignore it. I mean, guys, Jesse look at this. Good look Jesse evidence. has a point. This is, this is straight up evidence, man. <laughs> I'm going to play it for you again. Look, look, wait, look. Play that again. I'm playing it again. I, I have a still shot. Pause it. Can you frame by frame it? No. Jesse, stop talking or we're going to be looking at you. <laughs> oh. No, I was going to say, I think this guy might have hair, too. Oh. I, I don't know. Which would be further proof that it's not you. I mean, he does have a cup of Starbucks right here, too, to further. Oh, my gosh. Right? It's a black shirt. It's possible that we had a falling out, and now he's just wearing black T-shirts that don't say booked on him. <laughs> what about Apple? Yeah. Wait, is that the whole thing? Is this your whole screen share <laughs> thing? Yes, this is it. Is this not enough? I, this is evidence of time travel. <laughs> Hashtag science. Look, what? <laughs> this is the most me-centric episode. <laughs> it of is. I was a little concerned about that. It didn't mean to be that way. You have to understand that I stumbled across this in the goddamn out. grocery store. Look at all the love. <laughs> it's been weeks. I've been dying to share this, and I thought the yeah. actual the episode that we, uh, you know, the the this episode would be the perfect time because there's actual video happening. Wait, so this is something that you captured this video in the supermarket? Uh, Linda, Linda actually captured the Admire. video for me. Yes, I saw the guy and I said, holy shit, this is Rob in 20 years. And I went, oh my God, what if it's actually Rob in 20 years? So she went and got video. Um, can you, can you have a screenshot? Yeah, let me, uh, yeah, hold on. I'm not convinced. Can you guys see that? I mean, he's wearing glasses, but they're really kind of lame. Olivia's talk again. All right, so there it is. I have seen Rob wearing a hood before. Um, he clearly has grown out his beard to its previous um, glory, not what he's rocking right now. And uh, it's definitely a couple of Starbucks there. I don't know. A couple things. I have a couple of things. A couple, uh, <laughs> a couple of... Uh, couple of points to make if we're looking at this um, screenshot. First of all, the mustache is long. Yes. It is totally against my style. I okay. keep the top lip super trimmed mm -hmm. because the ladies prefer it that way. But what about in 20 years? That's oh, like when I can't get ladies anymore? Is that 
for when the ladies don't care anymore. <laughs> um, in 20 years. Maybe they want to tickle. <laughs> they might want to tickle then. You're right. Um, I just feel like I'm handsomer than that picture. And Rob, you are, but we're all aging, buddy. <laughs> and I honestly, and, and I mean, think about Elvis. Yeah, we just saw we just saw an elderly Elvis, and he didn't look like he did in his prime. Hmm. The biggest argument against that being me is it's obviously it's obvious that that person is looking at something else. And if anybody knows me, when I'm by myself in a store, I give a fuck about nothing except for <laughs> me and what's happening with me. No, nothing. All right. <clears throat> I mean, it could be me from the future. I just wish that in the future. Like, I don't know, I was wearing a suit or something. Does I even think he has your walk? <laughs> Wait, can we see what's in the shopping cart? Because that could be very <laughs> no, telling. There's, a, there's water at the bottom. I, I, try, I tried to Zapruder. I tried so to Zapruder this. Maybe it's when, like, oh, Misty so and Jesse are visiting me. <laughs> Am I in the background? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see if there's, there's anybody else nearby. Well, there's Rob, then there's the guy that clearly knows that he's being videoed if you pay close attention. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go that's it um <sighs> guys definitive me. definitive proof i don't care what you guys say that is totally rob <laughs> how is this spectacular i'm not ah! sure why, why he came back from the past just to go to meyer maybe they don't have meyer in the future <laughs> Maybe he needed clean water because Jesse and I were visiting and they don't have clean water in the future. That's a, that's a good point. Oh, they definitely won't have clean water in the future. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Jesse. <laughs> so, all right, if it's not conclusive evidence, I would just like to say that I think we've pushed the agenda a little further to, to show that time travel uh, might be more possible than we thought it was. Now I'm, now I'm worried. That like the thing that puts this in the spooktacular episode is that it's horrifying that that's my future. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, like I said, I wanted to bring it up, but we don't. I mean, we don't have a good medium to share this kind of stuff. I mean, we could do it through the Facebook group, but I thought, oh, video, yeah. and that's why the other night I was like, we need a test because I need to see if video will actually like run. Oh, I knew we and, knew uh, you had a yeah. plan. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there you have it, Rob. Uh, the good thing, Rob, is that you're still alive in like twenty. 25 years i mean that's right? really the way to look at it yeah i mean i'm young now i don't mean like so like that would put me at 20 years from now i'd be 59 i was gonna say you're almost 60 yeah you looked you looked okay for 59 <laughs> i would like to say that i'm pretty sure i saw rob again today walking down rollins avenue <laughs> to the same guy how does the future be just get like fucking banished to hanging out by your house yeah, going to Meyer and not having a car. How do you know he doesn't have a car? Because he's walking on Rollins. Dude, what good reason? Could Wait, be maybe maybe <laughs> Livia doesn't like to leave the house anymore, and Rob is shopping for him. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, I don't like leaving the house now. There it is. Nobody likes you leaving the house. <laughs> oh. oh. All right, I'm turning this back over to Rob. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm even killing the hat, guys. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Look at this class right here. Oh, <laughs> my God. Are you going to take it back? No, this was ordered. This was ordered online. I'm not taking it back. 
You could have just asked to borrow a hat. You wouldn't have thought that was a little suspicious? It would have been very suspicious. <laughs> um, I'm very honored that the three of you <laughs> would you dress like me, I guess. Yeah. Velvet Merkin, 2016. Fucking <clears throat> doing it right now. I'm going to say that right now. Is that, yeah. a thing? is that a big deal? Uh, it is a California brewery, Firestone Walker. This is a barrel-aged offering that the, it's a limited release. So they have Velvet, Velvet Merlin. Velvet Merlin is their normal oatmeal stout. This is their barrel-aged oatmeal stout. It's, it's, it's released once a year. Um, right. By the way, I um, going back to the hats, Livius and Jesse, if you liked it, I've already worn this, like, actually out and about. I got a lot of compliments. So you might try it. No, I'm not going to wear this hat after tonight. I'm not a hat person. Oh. No, not everybody can do it, Misty. No. Yeah, this sure. is this is becoming part of the wardrobe for me. For, like, oh, yeah, post-gym, need a hat to cover the hair. Absolutely. Loving it. Little drag, little drag brunch action. Before this devolves <laughs> into a standard Skype hangout amongst these. <laughs> yeah, we're still doing an episode, I guess, aren't we? <laughs> Wait, before they run off and start watching yeah. Hannibal together and Do live commenting. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about Hannibal as, as a representation of Rob. Wow. Rob, I'm going to move that we move on to the last topic which I think you saved perfectly for last because it is the creepiest thing. Wait, are you skipping? Are we doing this? Yeah, I'm moving all the way to the bottom. Oh, this thing? Yeah, we're going on. We're at hour and 40 minutes. I, think I don't care. I'm having a good way. time. All right. Okay, then. I'll leave it up to you. All right. Well, we'll do this. We'll do the thing that you're suggesting. Wait, then... what if I need to refill? Refill now. We'll, uh, we'll give you a couple minutes before going into what I think is probably the best part of this episode. I mean, other than my proof of time travel. which Proof. Can you put the proof in quotes somehow? Oh, Jesse's leaving again, too. It's just you and I. Oh, it's like a normal episode. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Maybe we just wow. maybe we get on track here. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, <laughs> Misty is obviously having a bowl of cereal. This little gem here, man, I got to tell you, I didn't read it until just now, and I'm, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, this is something. So basically, I found this thing that we're about to look at by looking up the thing that we talked about last year that was super creepy and trying to find things that were similar to it. Um, so hopefully it lives up to. I don't think it's going to live up to like the scale, but it has that creepiness factor that's really good. I don't think we've ever introduced our co-host. I love that on, on Misty's wall is a picture of you and her. <laughs> if you look uh, in the video, um, when she comes back, yeah, right on the wall, the first picture you see is a picture of the two of you, I believe. Oh, really? I think so. I'm not seeing... Oh, and We've okay. got to get her... Or click on her, click on her video. I did, but I just see paintings. I don't see oh, yeah, that's photos. Her. Livius, I got a picture of you and me on oh, our... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's sweet, Jesse. <laughs> Livius, it was being blocked by the little fucking sidebar of, of gotcha. Google Hangout shit. But yeah, I see it. Yeah, that's um, LA 2012. That's um, yeah, that's the first time that... That's from when the movie that shall never be viewed was made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the first time... Oh, oh Tito's. Tito's. Fin finished off the Tito's. <laughs> All in one night? Good job. Right? 
Man, you're you're better than Livius with that sweet wine. Mm-hmm. I think Tito's is in Illinois. Where 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 are they Texas. out of? Uh, how fucking dare you? It's from Texas. <clears throat> how dare I? It's Texas, Rob. It's filtered five times. It's made in a copper pot still. Listen to Jesse. <clears throat> it actually Wait. is um, more. It's um, more distilled than like even Grey Goose, and half the price. So, do you know the story behind Grey Goose, by the way? That it's overpriced, and I used to buy it all the time. <laughs> Grey Goose is like. Duped. Grey Didn't Grey some Goose... guy buy it up? Like some rich dude decided he just wanted to have like, yes, so... a vodka. Okay. Like... It ha- yeah, it has. It's not what it used to be. I do know that. Like it was originally a very high quality vodka, and it has not been in like the last. When was it bought? Like 10 or 15 years ago? So probably like when I was a teenager, but the idea, like the thing behind Grey Goose, and this is like a perfect example of how marketing is more powerful than the product that you're marketing. Yeah. This guy went through and he drank a bunch of different vodkas and the one that tasted best to him, he decided to buy and just market the shit out of. So um, that's it. It's all marketing. There's nothing to do with like, the history of how it was made. It has nothing to do with the ingredients that were put into it or the process that it was made in. This guy just dumped a bunch of money into it and advertised the shit out of it. Oh, no shit. It, I mean, I'm not even a vodka person, but I will say that Grey Goose... This is Grey, all terrifying, by the way. It is. Oh, look at Livius. Livius is furious. I'm never getting invited back. Terrifying tales. Grey Goose, Grey Goose is still better than Absolute. Horrifying. Absolute is huge, and a lot of people think it's top shelf because they had the best marketing campaign out of all vodka labels. Absolute horror. <laughs> Abs- absolute horror. Okay, do the thing before Olivia's like completely. Jesse and Rob will appreciate how many times now that I've sat exactly like this <laughs> over the over the holiday episodes. Where I'm just well, we never got to see you before. For the okay. okay. this is this is the position. This is the okay. But can I say something? As a listener, sometimes the like little sidebars are more funny than the agenda. Livius, your commentary on some of those special episode sidebars. I, I agree. I totally, and, totally and, worth your pain. And case in point are interludes. You guys have like very loose agenda for interludes and it kind of just does this windy thing and it just you guys discuss random shit for as long as it lasts. And those are some of the best episodes. It does not always have to follow an agenda. Uh, that being said, this episode is the spooktacular. <laughs> Although I appreciate how vodka is distilled and marketed, just like everybody else does. Uh, <laughs> has nothing to do with. Don't fire me, <sighs> Misty. Oh, Misty, you you meet the one criteria that we have for co-hosts. You and showed up. Showing up. <laughs> this is like literally the one thing we ask for. You show yep. up. This is fucking true. rude. Oh, very true. It's also you, rude. You know your time zone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the thing. Uh, let's do what is the what's the thing? All right. <laughs> have any of you heard of besides Livius who read this? A game called One Man Hide and Seek. No. 
prepare to be terrified. I'm so, exci- I'm so excited. Great. Are you going to ask me to hide right now? Are you talking about how Chris Isaac can suck his own dick? Is that what this is about? Wait, what? Ew, I thought it was Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's First Kevin of all, Smith. I think that we should ask Misty to hide until we find her. <laughs> <laughs> Let me in. Just slide. Gosh. You guys have to understand, I spend the better parts of my weekends with a, a almost three-year-old who loves to play hide-and-seek. But has really not grasped the concept of hide and seek. No. Loves so to open freezer doors and grocery stores. She's she's, she's the um, the ostrich. Like if she can't see you, you can't see her. So you should oh count. my gosh! And then you can't find her because clearly, if she can't see you, how are you going to find her? So it's adorable, but it's tiresome because she wants to play <laughs> for like two hours. <laughs> That's way too long. Yeah. <laughs> Has there ever really been a thing where Chris Isaac can suck his own dick? I'm really stuck on that. Yeah, I've never heard that. And he I'm can. not going to it. I did hear the Marilyn Manson one, that he had like right? a rib removed or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Jesse, you totally made that shit up. I didn't make it up. He was talking one time in like some interview thing about how he's like scared women away that he was dating because like he tried to show them this neat trick or whatever, and they weren't into it. <laughs> Dude, Chris Isaac is way Chris. more interesting now than he's ever been outside of TV. I was going to say, first of all, why were you watching an interview with Chris Isaac? That's, I was reading it. That's Chet Desmond, man. I like, Chris, I like some of Chris Isaac's music. Livius is upset again. Talk about the hide and seek. <laughs> well, you brought it up. Or continued it, I mean. Because, <laughs> no, Misty, I was right with you on the why would you even be reading a Chris Isaac interview? Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys don't like Wicked Game? What a wicked thing to do. <laughs> Somebody's crying. Dream of you. I'm just trying to figure out. Like you scared off women because you were like, "Hey, this has been a great date. You want to come up for a drink?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to do that. And you're like, "Hey, do you want to see what I can do?" And then it's. Do you know what? (laughs) Do you know what? That's my dream man. Because if he can do it, then I don't have to. (laughs) Gentlemen, I believe we have a winner. (laughs) It's all in how you. It's all in how you present it. Like, if you present it as like, hey, guess what? You'll never have to do because I got it covered. <laughs> well, Misty, I'm sure Chris Isaac's still single. He's he's fucking rich. <laughs> you get all of his money when he dies. Like, maybe you could build a little bestie island for all of us. <laughs> I would. I would do that. All yeah. right, let's get, let's get Chris Isaac on the phone. I want to say... <laughs> I could probably do that. I've gotten other celebrities on the phone. You have? What are you going to introduce <laughs> When us? you said I could probably Lost. do that, I thought I'm cutting the video feed right now. <laughs> Hang on. Have you heard any slurping noises? <laughs> <laughs> no. Super jealous of Chris Isaac. That's not true. Um, Wait, you're jealous of him? No, not at all. Not, not. Jealous that he was in Twin Peaks. Is that what we were all talking about? Hey, someone else from Twin Peaks died like this weekend. Who died? Uh, One of the detectives. Not not Hawk. The same name. Oh, the the the. Really? Yeah. We're really just delaying the inevitable, which is me talking about the. I'm now just if you can't beat him, join him. Here's what I'm switching to from wine, by the way, guys. I approve. Peach pear. How much of that wine's left? Um, there's a. I mean, 
significant amount. Yeah, How come this isn't like drunk Livius night? He's waiting for us to stop delaying so he can start right. drinking the right. wine again. <laughs> Pretty much. One man hide and seek. None of you have heard can of I it. I tell you guys though that I was smart enough to bring up a, a an insulated bag with ice packs for my for my Lacroix up here. So I didn't have to, so I didn't have to leave the video podcast to refill. You know what, dude? <laughs> that was an audio thing. She flipped him off. I mean, a visual thing. <laughs> it was not an audio thing. Velvet it's Merkin. Okay. It's okay. We're not good at math either. <laughs> oh, math. That's true. Yeah, that's... Well, it's 10 times one man hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> one man hide and seek. I found this game online, and it's going to fucking make you feel creeped out. This game originated in Japan and was known as Hitori Kakurenbo. Kakurenbo. This is a weird and spooky game where you play hide and seek with a doll. Dolls. Automatically Ew. fucking creepy, right? Like water. Water, dolls, babies. All I'm, fucking I'm on weird. board. I'm on board. I heard actually, so like in the apartment, I have a very small apartment as Jesse and all three of you can testify. I have a very small apartment. Yeah. Which means, and, and looking at the building I live in, you'll know that every apartment in this building is equally small. There's a baby. There's a baby oh, in the apartment right, right here. I forgot. And so I hear this baby crying all the time. And Are I'm like, Are you sure there's a baby in that apartment? I mean, it could be. Could be a Man, baby. If there is a baby next door, I feel so terrible for those people. Like to have to live getting away in, from that baby <laughs> in, in such a small space, though. I mean, that's a yeah. small space. You got to think that's all they can afford. And that's really sad. That is very sad. Yeah. I don't even remember why I brought that up. I thought there was a comedy purpose for me bringing that up. But now no, it's just No, you just depressed the fuck out of us. Welcome. Thanks. Welcome. Uh, in order to play the game, One Man Hide and Seek, with this doll, all you need to do is get hold of a stuffed doll, then remove all its stuffing and replace it with rice, along with a piece of your fingernail. What? Oh, yeah. A piece of your fingernail. Like a voodoo doll. So you take all the stuffing out of the doll. You stuff it with rice. I'm guessing Bubba Hotep style, you could maybe use sand. <laughs> piece a of your fingernail. Mojo. Hashtag <laughs> relevance. I know. I'm tying it. Uh, then you need to sew the doll shut with red thread and then red. wrap the remaining thread around the doll. Then Ooh. you need to place the doll in a tub filled with water. No. And then go to the then go around and switch all the lights off. No. So let's recap so far. Man, this is a lot of work. This is way I've more already than checked out. Harry. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. You got a doll. You got a doll. You, you cut are... it open. You pull the stuffing out. You filled it with rice and a fingernail. You sewed it shut with red thread. And then you wrapped whatever thread was left around the doll. And then you put it in a tub of water and turned all the lights out. Ew. Right? I'm already terrified. See, what I kind of want to know, I mean, yeah, this is a lot of information. What I want to know is where do you get the red thread? You got to think. You fucking go to Joanne Fabrics like any right. goddamn normal do you adult. Not have that Minnesota? So, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying, though. You have to go out and buy fucking red thread specifically to do this, right? Have you ever seen a spool of thread? That means. Do you know how long it's going to take to wrap the excess thread around that damn thing? Dude, you don't... Okay, have you ever... 
<laughs> just like Jesse to okay. shit on a good time. Have you have you ever have you ever sewn anything in your life? Yes. Times. Okay. You don't just thread a needle from the spool, <laughs> dude. You like cut some thread. You have a length. Thread the needle and tie a knot. <laughs> So you have this much thread. I don't know how you do it. I would like to say um, on behalf of the podcast in the last 15 or 20 minutes, you have solidified your lifetime of these episodes. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. That's locked in. Locked in. Rob, would you please continue? Here's Um, the creepy part. So you're at the point you've done all this shit. The lights are out. Hide and seek is beginning, right? So like here, you go back after a little bit of time, you give it a little bit of time, you go switch off all the lights, you give it a little time, you go back to the doll, right? If the doll is gone, then the game is on and it's your turn to hide. Fuck you. (laughs) 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 No way. I'd rather take my chances with the elevator game. Dude, I, right? I can't. Hit. So I have a thing about small creatures. Did you guys watch the Eye? <laughs> like spiders? I think yeah. it was called the Eye. The Korean like, movie? No. What was Missy's, the one? Missy's never seen a Korean movie. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, don't get those in Texas. That, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Isn't the um? What's the really famous one they did a remake of? Old boy. Old boy. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I didn't watch the remake. I've seen the old one, the original. Old, um, old boy. No, isn't the Jesse? <laughs> Jesse, because I don't trust that Rob or Olivia has seen this. It's the Stephen King one. It's the eye, oh, like cat's with the eye. cat, cat's eye. Okay, yeah. you know the little troll thing that was like running around yep. that kid's room. Okay, yeah, that, scared that, the, that scared the shit out of me. Anything that's like really small that like, can jump under my covers and kill me, not on board. Doll, no. Toy Story, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I saw that, that meme online. Um, I think I saw it last year, too, but it, it was talking about, like, Elf on the Shelf and stuff, and they said, when we were kids, if toys came to life, like, they just killed you and your whole family. <laughs> Seriously! Child play! That shit's real. Demonic toys, man. Loved all those movies. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would I never play that. I'm not going to play that one, either. Fucking, you know I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna I know you're not. The thread out of this shirt right here. After I try to suck my own dick like Chris Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I'm gonna try from this episode. Thread out. <laughs> I'm gonna actually ask if there's a baby next door. I'd like to see the baby. Because <laughs> oddly enough, I've never seen it. But I hear it. <laughs> Just at night. <laughs> Just remember Misty's threading tips so you don't like <laughs> have to waste time. <laughs> Why did I do the whole thing? <laughs> oh. You guys are a bunch of bitches. I'll do all of these things and you're just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, come on. I oh know for a God. fact you wouldn't do this last one. There's That's way too much work. Like, oh, my Surprisingly, <laughs> the one thing that I won't do is try to suck my dick like Chris Isaac. <laughs> oh. The wicked thing you do. Y'all, don't, don't let Rob go to the forest. I think Rob might be suicidal. That's what I'm learning. Have you, have you met me? 
Nobody is more in love with themselves. Wow. I was, I was gonna say self-centered, but in love with your <laughs> Nar- I think we call it narcissism. <laughs> I, I, I mean guys, rightfully so. Three people dressed up as him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not doing him any favors in that department. <laughs> Cheers to that. Here's I'm gonna drink a little Merkin for you. You can't dress like the man and then ask him to be more humble. Not happening. That is fair. That's fair. Not happening. Oh, look at Livius. Oh, he's putting the beard back on. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's funny because like instantly I knew it was me. Instantly. <laughs> so I have to give props to your costume makers. If it's you, great. Good job. Um, I only wish my beard was that black. There's a lot Aww. of gray in my beard. Rob, the makeup I bought was a black and white pack, so I could do that. <laughs> um, it just wouldn't stick to whatever this material is because I tried to I tried to comb a little bit white in. It just wouldn't. Oh, look at you, Mister Detail. That is cute. Um, they did have like more accurate fake beards, but I don't think anyone wanted to spend thirty bucks on a fake Holy beard. There's some really expensive beards. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I never even looked for a beard. Not that was one. like the first thing I looked for. That meant, well, actually, no, the t-shirt. But do you know why? <laughs> yeah, where did that shirt come from? eBay. Good oh, for you. Oh, you are so cute. You cannot buy official Appleware unless someone who had it sells it to you. This is this is what the costume package. You guys want to see what this? Beard is huge. I don't know if you guys look at that. I wish I still had mine to show you. It's kind of like that magnetic thick, magnetic game where you got to make the beard. <laughs> the, 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 the face on the packaging looks like that. <laughs> so, okay, you remember when uh, in Minneapolis, Livius did the old, like... <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, he put on so, my hat and my glasses. Yes. So I literally, that's all I was thinking about is, I just need a hat and glasses. I never thought about the beard. I just didn't think that was necessary. She doesn't even the hat. <laughs> but the hat and glasses is such a that is like the <laughs> Rob statement. And I think it's because those are things you put on. Like the beard is just you, but like that's your oh, you're Rob with the hat and glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um and oddly enough, so Rob jumped. Am I muted? No. No, everybody okay. can hear you. I'm not coming up like on my own screen. Um you never do. I, yeah, I do. No, you don't. I don't come up I, on mine. Oh, on mine I do. I'm looking at a full screen of myself right now. Well, oh, well. Blah, 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 narcissist blah, 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 number like, two. Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> you want to take some Rob classes? The other night, <laughs> the other night um, Rob jumped on our Skype call. We didn't invite you, Misty, because it was like, almost midnight when we invited oh, Rob. I, I was definitely <laughs> asleep. Uh, I think she was in bed and... when we started that call. She was on her <laughs> second cycle of REM well, sleep at that point. Atlas Rob for a little bit, which I oh, thought yeah. was funny because Jesse saw my costume. When I called Jesse, I had it on, and I had to, I had to assure him that it wasn't Rob, that it was me. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> uh, I showed my hat, my head, my balding head a minute ago, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Missy, what are you eating? Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn is such a big thing. Livius, do you not want to? Oh, there it is. Smart food delights. I've been eating it the whole time, but I make sure that somebody else is talking before I put any in my mouth. And you know, you so. 
himself, right? Well, it wasn't that he heard me. He saw me. Gotcha. No, I was saying from any rate. I'm going to rein this back in. Rob, you had a question that was relevant to the podcast? Uh, are we are we done? Are we going to cover some other topics? I, I, it, I'll leave it up to you guys. <laughs> Is anybody... I'm going to throw this question out, and either it's going to yield results or it's going to yield nothing. Does anybody have anything that they want to talk about horror-specific from recent pop culture... For example, the it? new It movie. I've or seen other, it. Other recent horror themed things. We could talk about it. We could talk, talk about, about any any modern horror things. Has anyone seen Better Watch Out yet? No, not. but I did say I saw It Comes at Night, and that was really good. Really Let's good. talk about it. It's okay. I'm, I'm happy that they got rid of the, the spider. No, the the child. Gangbang? Okay. Oh, we dude. Child gangbang. Dude. <laughs> Go. I am. Okay. Can we talk? Okay. So that's actually, I um, I read a lot of Stephen King when I was a kid. Because um, that was my dad's favorite writer. And so there were um, Stephen King books everywhere. And I lo- I've always liked weird, dark shit. So, um, but it was actually one of like probably the 10th Stephen King book that I read. And it really obviously, um, or not obviously. So when I was reading these, I was not even a teenager. I was like in elementary school and like junior high. And so reading that at that age even was like very disturbing and I didn't read it and I kind of got off of him for a bit after that I started reading Robin Cook which is like this medical mystery kind of writer anyway um, I reread it again in preparation for watching the movie and it is no less disturbing today so how do you guys feel about that gangbang and was it necessary and I, I think like now as an adult, as a kid, I was just like kind of like grossed out by it because I wasn't ready for that kind of thing in my brain. But honestly, was that necessary? I, as an adult, I feel like I could objectively or, um, I don't know, as a uh, more astute reader say, you didn't need to include that. That didn't make sense to me as far as being the magical thing that brought them together. Did it need to be a 12-year-old gangbang? Um, I read it uh, when the movie came out, which was 27 years ago, which would have put me squarely at 17 years old. You're old. Um, I didn't think it was necessary then. Um, and I have not reread it. It's really uh, kudos to you for rereading it. I, if I remember correctly, it's over 800 pages, right? I mean, it's, it's, not, like, it's in the thousands, I think. Yeah. Just it, over. The like hardcover book <clears throat> is like this fat. It's like two inches, two and a half. Yeah. So um, I didn't think it was necessary then. That being said, it did have a kind of ritualistic kind of feel to it. So, I mean, I could see why. I don't think it was necessary. I didn't get it, but I, I'm not... Like, I never thought, like, oh, great, Stephen King wanted to write a group sex scene amongst kids, and that's why he did it, because I've seen that um, bantered around the internet. No, I think in his mind, 
it made sense as like a ritual to to rid themselves of Pennywise. Got it. Yeah, did it play okay in the new movie without it? Yeah, sure. I'm kind of Absolutely. glad. I mean, there was no way it was going to make it into the new movie. Now, that no. being said, we were just talking about Old Boy. My concern for Old Boy and the remakes, I did see the remake, which I actually kind of liked. Um, did you? I didn't watch it because I heard bad things about it. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was terrible. I, I mean, it's it's nowhere near the original. A rate, my, my point to that was that the American audience would not go for the same ending as the original Japanese yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, so yeah. without spoiling anything, because it's one of my all-time favorite movies. And you know what? The ending was exactly the same, and American audiences uh, didn't watch it. The people <laughs> who watched the movie were people who saw Old Boy and then wanted to hate the new one. So that's yeah. the only people that ever saw it. So, But I didn't think that would, that would make it to an American movie, and it did. So maybe Stephen King could have done something like that. I mean, well, I'm sorry, not Stephen King. People who made it could have done something like that and, and maybe have gotten into a movie you know, not not your whatever straight up porn version, but maybe something a little lighter fare. But yeah, I, I don't think it was necessary. I didn't then, and I don't know. Who is this Stephen King everybody's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I did like the new one. I um, I um, can't. I was going to talk about Bill. Se- and you know what I was going to talk about? Bill's stutter. <laughs> and I think it was okay that they toned that down a lot. I don't think it plays. I, it plays well in a book, so you understand he can't communicate. It does not play well on a film, and I liked that they did not play that up. Um, it was good, though. I like the stuff that they changed. I like that they beat up the clown instead of it being the weird obtuse spider. And I'm very, very curious to see what they do with the second one. If they're going to go to the very, like, cosmic, crazy shit that happens in the book. Because I think, did they try to do that in the TV-made movie? I don't remember it very well, other than the spider was, like, kind of cheesy. Uh, I don't remember it very well either. I don't remember. I mean, I, I remember thinking the movie was okay. I don't remember yeah. really liking the that, movie, though. I agree. I agree. And part of it was the spider. Did Jesse, did you watch it? Do you remember it? The only time I saw the TV movie was I watched it when it aired, and I haven't seen it since. So you don't remember? I I saw I believe I saw it too, and I don't remember. But I mean, isn't that typical of Stephen King? It's like great story, great story, great story. Fuck it, some aliens. <laughs> no. I feel oh, like I, I, saw, I saw that movie in the theater, and it was horrible. <laughs> Are you talking about the new one? No, I'm talking about what Rob. I don't know if Rob just randomly said something and it ref, actually ends up referencing no, a, a movie. <laughs> but apparently, there, every fucking Stephen King story I've ever read has been like some bullshit alien cop out at the end. Yeah, there's that one no, movie that's all about like, butt weasel aliens or some shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait, did you say butt weasel aliens? Yeah. The this only not... alien one I remember is uh, Tommyknockers, but you knew they were aliens like the whole time. Tommyknockers had, um, well, what's still to this It was day? very misleading because I thought it was going to be about boobs. <laughs> that, 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 that book was great. Yeah, 25 years later still stands as I think one of the, the best moments in a book is where the two teenagers um, are sent for more batteries and they drive through dairy. And they're starting to like hallucinate, right? Because they're out yeah. of the, the airy environment that they need and stuff. And they 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 see a, the one kid looks in the rearview mirror and sees a clown climbing out of a sewer hole. 
And I got to tell you, I was reading it. It was late at night, and just chills ran down my spine reading that. It's because Stephen King can't fucking help himself from fucking like <laughs> referencing other stories he's already written. Um, out of all the authors that you can shit talk, out of the, all the authors we know yeah, personally, I, you could shit talk. Really, Stephen King is who you're going to go after? I don't think you've read enough to actually do that. You don't know what I've read. I do because of how much you, I know because of how much you hate him and that you just said everything I've read ends in aliens and I only know one <laughs> alien one. Like you should read four seasons with the body, like the body, which is what stand by well, me. This is getting really serious. On. I was fucking around. Because, only because I, I read so much of it. When I, I, got, I got your back, Rob. Oh, you hate him too? How, no, I was gonna say I got I got your background. How much does one person have to read of a specific author before <laughs> they can formulate an opinion on him? Also, I read so much Stephen King as a kid. I started reading Stephen King at like six years old, and Me I too. got all of his new books when they came out. Me too. And I read every single. Oh, good for you. I read every single. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to know that I read a lot of fucking Stephen King. We're gonna keep score. Good I got for this. You. I got this. I got this. I read every single new book that came out until Gerald's Game. <gasps> I wasn't allowed to read Gerald's Game. Do you know that? That was the one they hid from me, my parents. Oh. I was allowed. <laughs> and that was the book that that I that ruined Stephen King for me, where I like read hundred pages into that book and I was like, fuck this. And then gave up on Stephen King. I'm gonna. Really? Go, I'm gonna go with the statement that um, the Dark Tower series is the greatest series of books that that I've ever read. So you are not the only person that said that to me, and that's actually one of the things I've not. Oh, Miss, please read the Gunslinger. If you can read the, um, there, I read the original version. Apparently, yeah. there's some kind of like editor's <laughs> version. Yeah, it's like a nice 250 type pages. Mm -hmm. You know, not. Oh, well, all it does is it's a Do little you? more. The original Gunslinger was published, and it was basically a bunch of like stories that were very loosely threaded together that he wrote yeah. over, over like a span of like twenty years. So I think my dad has it. I think he went back in the new version and just kind of tied it together. A little, yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely. Um, the one that actually stood out for me as a kid was Needful Things. That one to me was amazing. It was a great Jesse, Jesse and I were just talking about that the other night. Um, so, Needful Things of all the Stephen King I've read, which is a handful of books, <laughs> was the only story start to finish that I thought really supported itself. It was amazing. The, the great book Jesse and I were having was um, I was very upset that the character, the 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 um, antagonist in that was not Randall Flagg, because I was sure that at some point. Wait, is he from the Stand? He's from everything. What? Okay. Yes. But yes, okay. he's from the Stand. Stephen King can't help I really loved no. Dark Power series. What the fuck is wrong with having overlapping? We have so many other authors that do that. Even fucking uh, Brian Fuller fucking does that in the shows. So you know what? Have a oh, yeah, but, yeah, but I like those other things. <laughs> you love Brian Fuller, and he does I, that shit. Yeah, but does does Brian Fuller have the same character appear in another all show, right. or just the same well, actor? All right. No, no, he has the same characters come back too. 
No, that's a lie. I totally. <laughs> I mean, some, all I'm saying is sometimes it feels like mm-hmm. it's. It feels like more like someone's jerking themselves off, and other times it feels like they're. I don't to have... think that that's what it is, though. So he has said that he grew up in a small town in Maine, and he likes to have the overlap. Like, I think it's just that they all exist in the same <clears throat> universe. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's. Misty, for, forget what Rob's saying, and, and uh, to a certain extent, because Jesse, you have not read the Dark Tower series either. I haven't, but I think King does both. I think he does the good and the bad. I don't mind overlap and stuff like that, but I think he does push it too far with with the Dark Tower thing. When you told me that Randall Flagg is also in the Eye of the Dragon, mm-hmm. which is like a medieval thing, he has no business being in that, probably. Like, he's, he's essentially... Uh, uh, the devil that doesn't die yeah i mean still it's still carrying it too far like he puts him in way too many things then all i'm gonna say then misty is if you read the dark tower series there will be some explanation for the conversation that we just had yeah no that's cool i also just uh sorry one more stephen king thing i watched the series mr mercedes and it was good i did not read that book i haven't read current Stephen King for a long time. I just so, like the old stuff. I, I need to interject at some point in this conversation within the last probably like 15 minutes or so. Um, there's two people who are, are viewers who have made comments. <gasps> you guys see this? No, I can't see it. I'm so happy. Com- commenter Linda said time travel <laughs> is real. <laughs> and commenter Florence <laughs> so linda is probably talking about that whole video that that livia talked about earlier comrade chrome <gasps> who i think we all know who that is uh made two comments y'all drinking <laughs> that sounds that sounds like and then a comment it's the cast of newsies all grown up <laughs> i think he's, he's probably referring to the hat oh i'm guessing the hats Fucking Is he still on? Is he still on? Did you tell him that we're all Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he sussed that out. Yeah, we're all Rob. I, I mean, I, rep- I replied from the booked uh, account. Y'all, you still on, comrade? Question mark. So we'll see. We'll see. So um, let's move away from e- it. Stephen King. Stephen King. Um, and out. Outside of Stephen King, outside of it, um, what else has anybody uh, seen or cared about that's come up recently in horror? It comes at night. It comes at night. I, have not, I know of it. I have not seen it. Anybody else? Uh, synchronized sipping. Oh, man. Jesse and I. It's <laughs> like we're fucking joined at the heart and liver. Dude, well, we're the same person. Can- if nobody yeah. else saw that, what else have you guys watched? I haven't seen that yet. I saw Better Watch Out, which I don't think any of you have seen yet. Um, what I'm really waiting for is Tragedy Girls. It was supposed to be available on Friday. Oh, fuck yeah. Then it got delayed to like fucking January yeah. for watching. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yeah. You can't get it till January now. Teen slasher tragedy girls uses the dark side of social media. 
Yep. I'll tell you what, like, I'm most excited about, though, actually, is um, Suspiria, Dario Argento's movie, has been, like, super restored and remastered, and it has this 4K um, print or digital print now that's touring around, and when they were restoring it, the company that's going to put it out on Blu-ray discovered this audio track that was only on very select prints back in the time. And I don't really know how to how to describe it other than it's it's maybe like um, quadraphonic sound for a movie in a theater where it's just all encompassing. And if you've seen Suspiria, you know that the sound in that movie is just phenomenal and stellar and is so creepy. So that is actually going to come into Minneapolis next month. And I can't wait to check that out. I'm going to break Jesse's heart. Jesse, would you like to know which people on this call have not seen Suspiria? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Has anybody? Oh, only Jesse. Oh, you I knew it. I knew it too. He was talking about it so passionately. I was like, <laughs> you know Bob's ever seen it? And I'm pretty sure Mr. Seen it. Do you know oh. what though? It's on my list, and I know that sounds ridiculous. That sounds um, just lame at this point, but it is one of the things <laughs> that I felt like I should watch. Pretty much anything Dario Argento has done, so yeah. Hey, but it, it's I knew that I needed to do it. Cutting oh, in man. really quick, Jesse, what are you drinking? Galaxy, yes, bro. Galaxy dry hop pseudo sue. Of course, you're drinking Galaxy dry hop <laughs> fucking pseudo sue. Um, comrade, I, I ran out of Dos Equis. Comrade Chrome was, uh, I, I told him when I was drinking, he said, nice. Probably a little, le- I mean. Because it's from California? No. I, uh, well, I told him I was drinking the Behemoth 2016. Oh. So, anyway. I'm a, I'm a trader, not drinking a California beer. <laughs> I'm trying to include our listener. I don't, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the last oh. horror movie I saw. In a while. The fuck? Really? Right. Can we talk about a just fucking like abortion of a movie that I watched recently that was just terrible? What? Sure. Not that I'm equating abortion. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> um, Sorry for what? Because I equated abortions with being terrible. Oh, no. I was just trying to think about what Livius's last movie, horror movie, saw was because I, I could probably remember because i'm sure him and i actually mm-hmm. talked about it i'm sure you talked about it um, yeah it's probably from korea um, it was- <laughs> you like that because it's true um comrade chrome says pseudo sue is a nice beer i'm sorry good beer um he didn't care about us being all rob he did well, that's why he said yeah, the that was the first thing, thing he said um, newsies. He called newsies us the Newsies. Up. He didn't yeah. say we were robbed. It's the hat. It's the hats. It's like a newsboy. No, anyway. I know about newsboys, but he didn't say we Misty, were I don't robbed. think you're getting close enough to your camera. I think that you need to be like, <laughs> a little bit more there. <laughs> like, Is it bad? <laughs> no, it's you're just... probably the one person that can pull it off. <laughs> yeah, the four of us. So, because we're not wearing that dark red. I could have put the dark red lipstick on. Oh, that's the yeah. There we no, go. No, it's it's bright red. I did not do a meant, dark red. I thought that bright red was more slutty. Oh, so you're slutty, Rob? 
<laughs> Originally, I was going to be. I just sent this in a text to a group to our group text. I was going to do Slutty Rob, and I had a low cut tank top on. But the only way it would work is if I drew an Apple icon, like right here or on my boobs, or wrote booked on my chest. And I had actually already had a lot of wine <laughs> earlier <laughs> today. And I was like, if you try to draw on your chest right now, it's going to be a disaster. Guys, look to the lower right of your screens. He's doing I don't care. <laughs> this is the best part of the day. <laughs> and so I realized that a book t-shirt was way easier. I'm just going to say Slutty Rob sounds amazing. Slutty, Mar Slutty Rob sounds about right. Livius hates um, everyone. And by everyone, I mean me. Although, Livius so will testify that <laughs> Slutty Rob actually is, while you're recording a podcast, you just have a naked girl yep. on your bed waiting for the podcast to get over. Like, that's... yeah. Livius, talking about movies and horror, can you briefly <laughs> br briefly describe the horror that is one of the movies I suggested as a possibility for this show? Tell us about shock treatment. Comrade Chrome says that Apple Cleavage, Apple Cleavage would have been a winner. I want to put that on the record. Um, it's never too late. Dang! Jesse had suggested. You want to see a little apple cleavage? <laughs> this is this is. Oh, <laughs> this is, this like, is spiraling. <laughs> probably hit our limit. Um, Jesse did suggest the movie Shock Treatment, and I want I want you guys to um, you don't you don't have to thank me because I know you don't know what you're up against. But I mixed it. It is the kind of unofficial sequel to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, wow. As big a fan as I am of um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I have not been able to make it all the way through that movie. It is that just awful and terrible. Jesse, the last horror movie I probably watched was, um, it was that one about, uh, it all took place in a coroner's in a morgue with a small town <coughs> sheriff. So there was a cult of people. The Void? The Void. I think that was that. I last love that movie. Horror movie oh, I, I haven't watched that. It was okay. So good. Okay, Wait, Jesse, it. what's the other one that you and I talked about the other day? We were talking about It Comes at Night, and there was one more. Mm. Was it The Babysitter from Netflix that I was trying to talk about before I got cut <laughs> off? Because I was talking no, about and the only you reason know, I, I knew about... yourself off, buddy, talking about your cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> Can you really Den blame I know me? Dennis Woodmeyer watched it because he posted about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. Don't watch it. <laughs> so like I will, but I have some I have some critical like reactions to it. So oh, I talk about it now or should I should do I it? Where the fuck was happening when I interrupted? Do it. The babysitter has. So I'm the only one that's seen it, right? Yes. I was like, oh, dude, there's a Netflix original that's like the babysitter, and it looks kind of interesting and everything. Looks. I judged a book by its cover. Bad <laughs> choice. Um, so the whole idea is there's this little kid who's the protagonist and he's got this awesome babysitter who's like obviously super hot and a female because it's a boy. It's a boy that's being babysat and he's like a little too old to be babysat, but his parents are a little bit like, Meh, you know, anyway, so like the whole premise is he's got, well, there's no premise. That's the thing. You don't go in knowing like what's going to happen. You just, you just know this kid's got a babysitter babysitter fucking is babysitting because his parents are going away on a trip 
So it's just him and the babysitter. The babysitter invites over all her friends. He stays up because he's like, I want to know what's going on because I got little kid boners and stuff. <laughs> and uh, he witnesses this weird, like, witch, like, murder sacrifice. So, like, immediately the babysitter flips to being, and this is kind of like, this is a spoiler. Don't care. The babysitter kills this dude with knives in the head. This isn't like a multi-jacking off thing. <laughs> this is knives in the head. Knives in the head, kills this guy, sacrifices him so they can have his blood to do something. And then they need the blood of the kid they're babysitting, obviously, because it's a fucking B, B movie. So, of course, that's just how stories are told when you're stupid. And um, so the whole story is like this babysitter and all of her group of friends who gathered to do this weird like blood sacrifice thing are trying to kill this kid. Who's a fucking like 10 year old kid. And instead of like typically in, in like horror movie fashion, you have a group of innocent people and one killer, right? Oh yeah. And the one killer slowly picks off the innocent people one at a time. This babysitter movie has a group of killers with one kid, one innocent. And through a series of misadventures, the, the murderers are killed off. One at a time. That sounds awesome. That is great. It sounds great. It's not great. I um, I thank you, Rob, because I considered watching that, and based on your review, I'm not going to. Nope. Um, and again, I don't want to change the subject, but I did just look at my messages, and I would just like to clarify, Misty, because you said yeah. you sent it in a message. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to read this last part that needs a, a little bit of uh, explanation. It says, but I drank too much at the hospital. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if this is for, I don't know if this is for on. I'll online. soften it up. Uh, Good what job. What kind of goddamn hospitals do you I'm have? So, uh, <laughs> Definitely not one in Arrested Development. That's for sure. <laughs> right? So, um, Livia's, I'll soften this up. Um, my <laughs> uh, my grandmother is no, not no, doing no. well. No, I, uh, I got that part. I, I my friend Julie, surprise. So I every time my mom, so my mom has two sisters, mm-hmm. and um, you know what? I shouldn't even say that. She has one sister that alternates shifts with her at the hospital, and so today is my mom's shift at the hospital, mm-hmm. and so Julie and I were because um, I had uh, to do some stuff before I because I don't like her to be by herself when she's there. If I can be there, I'm going to go there. So mm-hmm. I told Julie, I'm going to go to the hospital after this. Anyway, she shows up with wine at the hospital. And so we literally, we almost had a bottle of wine each. Because <laughs> she brought three bottles of wine and we drank them in the hospital. <laughs> like in Texas. <laughs> yeah, oh, my, my mom's sister, she has Budweiser every day. In the hospital, like just cans in the hospital. Budweiser. Oh, they don't check. Like, there's no security. I was telling someone today, you can. To be like, honest, they probably don't expect you to bring alcohol to. <laughs> They're probably That's just not fair. looking for that. That's fair. Um, no, my like when I got the first time I went was on Tuesday, and I got there, and there's literally like, have you seen the Budweiser like 55 calories? 
No. It's just sitting. Just a can. <laughs> no. Just <laughs> sitting why, out why there. Why would I see that? <laughs> just a can of Budweiser is sitting out in front of my Aunt Sandy. And I'm like, oh, so she's drinking beer here. And so one day, as a joke, I brought a bottle of wine with me to the hospital. And I said, Mom, if you, like, I meant it as a joke, but if you want any, here's some wine. And she just laughed, and we didn't have any. But today, we had wine. A lot. <clears throat> I'm glad you clarified that, because, <clears throat> I mean, at least that puts it on you as a person and not on the establishment. No. I pictured, like, right next to the Starbucks in the <laughs> lobby. It's just a bar. No. Oh, but they are the nurses are super like they didn't i mean there was clearly bottles of wine there i mean i put them on the shelf but they could see them when they came in i honestly think um again not to doubt like not to bring a down they know my grandmother is dying um we're moving her to hospice as soon as she's out of that room so i think they're pretty lenient with us um not, due to the circumstances I know so, you mentioned it before we got on the air. I'm really sorry to hear that. I didn't realize it was that serious. I know that she was in the in the hospital, but yeah. sorry no, for that. We will not be sad on this podcast. Nope, I appreciate it. Making, I mean, I've, been making sad, I've been sad on I'm, this podcast for the last hour, but this is like <laughs> genuine. I mean, you, you think about it, Livius, it's maybe not a bad idea for hospitals to have bars next to the Starbucks in them because, dude, I mean, it's not bad. Seriously. <laughs> Lots not, of reasons, I guess. It just struck me. Not, I read it and I was like, <laughs> I mean, I remember going to a hospital yeah. when I was when I was a child, and in the the basement food area, there was a fucking McDonald's, and I'm like, why is there a McDonald's in a hospital? Seriously, honestly, it's because <laughs> the hospital food is so bad. I, yeah. I don't know. I did a I, I did a sleep study at a hospital once, and they'd give me these these fucking vouchers to go to the the eatery. And goddamn if they didn't have the best frozen custard I've ever had in my entire life. That's dessert. Dessert is hard to fail. It's yeah, it, it should be. It should be, but you can very easily fail frozen are we, custard. Are we going to talk about the horrors of <laughs> hospital food now? Is that where we're going? Let me. Let me. his face again. He and, hasn't resorted to two hands yet. <laughs> That's when we know we gotta stop. How many oh, how many viewers do we have? Well, we have Comrade Chrome. <laughs> Maybe three he isn't responded. Somebody in a just while. signed in, and we went from two to three. Um, I apologize if you just tuned in. This is uh, go back. This started off. This started off in earnest two and a half hours ago. Livius <laughs> is just like I need to go to sleep. That's all. Livius is like. Wait, are we not having like an encore that like doesn't include YouTube? Oh, we totally are. Um, we totally are because I have to open another beer soon. This is going on to our uh, our normal podcast, so I do think that uh, this is probably a good time to uh, to thank our guests, <laughs> um, Jesse, for the umpteenth time for being a guest host on this uh, on this holiday episode. And uh, thank I'll you we'll again. At, well, we'll see you again in two weeks, um, and then we'll oh, see you yeah. at Christmas, Misty. Miss Surprised Face, uh, thank you. Um, quite honestly, the sewing thing, goddamn brilliant. Um, so <laughs> we'll see you at Christmas. Uh, Rob, I'm going to see you uh, next week. Uh, next week's episode will be an interview, a conversation. Let's call it a conversation with Seth Harwood. 
Oh, yeah. That's and good. I'm glad you told me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Livia Snedden. And I'm Rebels, and keep reading. Ooh.